Hey everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. And this is Brian. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers podcast. Special episode of Lock, Stock, and Three Smoking Controllers presents Co-op Endeavors. Welcome to episode 82 of the podcast. This is going to be another one of our special lock, stock, and three smoker controllers co-op endeavors podcasts. You know, that, that these long ass names are ridiculous, but uh, this one we're going to have Brian joining us again, where we talk about our adventures of all our time over 100 hours altogether we've spent in Dark Souls 3. Uh, so there's a lot to talk about here, probably. Uh, not probably. There's a lot to talk about here, period. So we're going to skip the uh, social media preamble and we'll get let Blake talk about the company for a little bit. And then we'll get into, I think, character builds and then our favorite moments of our playthrough. All right. So the, the game that we co-op endeavored <laughs> is Dark Souls 3. It was released in Japan March 24th, 2016. And then two weeks later, uh, April 12th, 2016, it was released worldwide. And it is developed by From Software, who are a incredible uh, developer. Nearly a, nearly a household name now. From, from obscurity to nearly household award-winning everything now yeah after elden ring if you were in a gaming household you know that name <laughs> it was founded by natoshi zen in november of 1986 what the, yeah the very first game they ever made was kingsfield oh wow and they have since gone on to make 67 games and uh, now you will do a dramatic reading of the titles <laughs> uh, several of which have gone on to create their own franchises. Yeah, Kingsfield's Kingsfield's a franchise. There's about four or five of those. They're basically a predecessor to Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Then the Armored Core series. Mm -hmm. Not it's not just like the brand they they started. And they own the, yeah, that's their IP. And yeah. then there is, of course, they created a whole new genre which we'll talk about right now, the Souls-like. They invented... A genre. So, the, uh, uh, the genre. Yeah, <laughs> a whole genre. Yeah. Not too many companies can say, it, say, say they've done that. They have s several others, but just a bunch. Mm -hmm. Did you, did, that alone, did Souls and Armored Core. 
That's all yeah. you need. And people are excited now. If you if you keep up with your gaming news at all, they did announce that they are putting out their first new armored core since forever. It's number six, right? Armored yeah, Core six. six. Well, they, I think they had maybe they had spinoffs that weren't numbered. I'm not sure. I'm not all in the up and up. I mean, honestly, I haven't played Armored Core since PlayStation Two, maybe. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. So I had forgotten it existed until they announced yeah. the new one they're working on. So I guess it was just dormant because they've. They've been doing nothing but Souls games for what ten or fifteen years now, so they can't had any any breathing room to do anything else, I suppose. But I mean, you can officially call them a generational, a generational uh, producer now. I mean, that that's like, yeah, it's awesome. They've uh, some of the other franchises they've started are Echo Knight, Shadow Tower, Lost Kingdoms, Another Centuries episode. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Otogi. Yeah. Otogi is on Xbox. I think it was like a Microsoft thing. Pretty sure. I actually have a copy of Lost Kingdoms on the shelf behind you. I actually bought it a couple of months back because it's a From Software game. It's on a GameCube exclusive. I said there's actually two of those. I only bought the first one because the uh, second one's quite pricey. <laughs> I, I, I want to play those eventually. I think you said one other one, I think is a. Like a spiritual successor. What was one, one of the names again? One of the names you said. I'm think. I'm thinking it's a spiritual successor to Kingsfield. Shadow Tower. Shadow Tower. Shadow That's Tower right. would be. And there's a couple you of them. A copy of Shadow Tower on the shelf behind you too. I buy a lot of games that I'll ever have time to play. Some other cool ones I didn't realize that they were attached to, but it says here that they developed. They may have co-developed, but they co-developed uh, Enchanted Arms. Yeah, we knew that. Well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if it was a full-fledged their game. So this is a full-fledged. It was published by Ubisoft, but they developed it. Yeah, we liked that game. Yeah, I didn't realize they had worked with Ubisoft a, a couple of times through their history. They made they've uh, Atlas was pretty big for them, and then they've made Bandai Namco so much money from Dark Souls. One of the other cool things they've done is they did a. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it's called Monster Hunter Diaries. Poco Poco Village for the DS, and then they did DX version for the three. Japanese only, probably. I never it's a heard, spinoff installment. Never heard of that coming here. Probably. Basically, you 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 you're a palico and you go around doing palico things. Basically, hmm. I did that for PSP. 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 Yeah, they the they did it for PSP as well. Wow. Yeah, that definitely. Monster Hunter, until World, Monster Hunter was a lot bigger in Japan, so I imagine some weird spinoff like that would have never come here. One kind of... from software developed, that's strange. One kind of cool requirement, kind of like, that's not even off the beaten path, but that Steel Battalion game, Mm -hmm. Heavy Armor, they did that. The one with the big big controller or the... the, um, This is the Kinect one. Kinect one, yeah. I mean, that's that's not that's not too surprising considering their their armored their armored core yeah. history. Do you got in your note like you know um they they currently own for last I heard they own Tenchu. They I don't think they've developed a Tenchu game, but they bought the IP. They did one. They did one. And it was where to go. I just saw it. Uh, Shadow Assault Tenchu for the 360. Okay, I don't know if I played that one or not. I think it said in interviews that um, it was only for um. The X or the 360 arcade. Oh, that was a small time one. That's right. Mm-hmm. It didn't go over very well. I wonder if that's why they didn't go immediately immediately into making a new one. Because uh, if, if unless I'm completely wrong, Sekiro was originally meant to be a Tenchu game, 
but it, it strayed too far from the Tenchu, the way Tenchu games play, it kind of strayed too far away from it and kind of became its own project. So they decided to not put the Tenchu name to it. But they said, don't worry, we're still working on that. Yeah, we'll probably get it. It says it plays out much like Bomberman. That I did not expect to see. On that on the 60, 360 game? Yeah, on that Shadow Assault Tenchu. Plays, yeah. The levels play well, out like I Bomberman. I don't, I don't remember. We were, we, were all, we were all over the 360 arcade back in the day. I don't remember a Tenchu game coming out like that. This is snuck out. Mm-hmm. It's got a Metacritic of 46, so I don't know if you just uh, need to jump out on there. Maybe, maybe that wasn't from software's A team, you know. Really, <laughs> wonder how close yeah. that was. I wonder how close that was because the 360 days. That's you know that's Dark Souls and stuff. So I wonder if that was like a side team working on a small project while the A team was making Dark Souls. Yeah, the highest they have was from Gamespot, and it's a 5.5. Okay, well, <laughs> so I'm not. I will, I will not be hunting that down to give it. Give not going to search that. Out. No, I think I'll be okay. I haven't even played Sekiro yet. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly scared of Sekiro. <laughs> you tried it, Brian? No, I haven't tried it because I'm trash at Souls likes anyway. And uh, Sekiro like, supposed like, to be a lot harder. So, yeah. How we could uh, play? Like, we'll talk about Dark Souls. Like, they say you could. Well, one, we uh, brute forced our way through this game, which you cannot do in Sekiro because it's entirely single player, and apparently you don't like you don't level up. Uh, uh, Without playing, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you don't level up in Sekiro. The game just expects you expects you to get better. <laughs> I was like, no. Nah. expecting a lot. So many people have expected me to get better in my life, and they've all been disappointed. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, I even bought. But, uh, I ended up I ended up keeping a still book and selling it. But I had I pre ordered the whole collector's edition of Sekiro and everything before I really knew. Like, I knew it was kind of what it was. I, I kind of knew what it was. I was expecting it to be like a. When they announced it, I bought it right away. So I was like, oh, cool. It's like Samurai Dark Souls or something like or Ninja Dark Souls. I bought it right away. Then the time it had come out, people were talking about it. I already had my I had a big old huge collector editions sitting up sitting in a box on the shelf. And I started hearing podcasts talking about it. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> this ain't I don't think this is for me. And there's no no co-op to help me force my way through it. So I don't know. I, I, I need a game shark. Whatever happened to the game shark? God, believe me. Well, we got it. We have it. We have a PlayStation One and a PlayStation Two game shark. We got those things <laughs> locked, locked and loaded. Anything crazy we, we run into, I game shark my way through. I think I talked about it on the Dark uh, Legend of Dragoon podcast. I game shark my way through that mess. Okay, we're still talking about from software. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So um, a lot of cool games. They do. The key, the key person. Now, Natoshi Zen has stepped away from the company and he's strictly an advisory role. And the gentleman who has stepped up to the plate is a representative for the company. So anytime that there's somewhere, he's there, period. Mm-hmm. He is also the president and the director of all the games. All games? Uh, well, from, since his appointment. Wow. I, I, I didn't know he directed director. everything. Well, he didn't direct Dark Souls 2. Yeah, I know that. We're being picky. Yeah, he, he is the director of the of the company. Yeah. Like he said, uh, he's the only one he didn't do was Dark Souls Two, but because he was also he was off making Bloodborne. Same time, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Dark Souls is a you, you didn't say his name. Yeah, did I said Hidetaka he, he, he Miyazaki, didn't I? No, no. Talk, you talk how, how great he was. You didn't say what say no, his name. His name is Hidetaka Miyazaki. Yeah. And everybody would have saw him recently. I did, I honestly had never seen his seen him in like in, in like seen him before. You know, I followed his work uh, until that 
recent video where he accepted the award, the game of the year award for uh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, and then had that weird, creepy guy behind him say that weird Bill Clinton thing. You see that crap? Oh, yeah. that, that all that bullshit, Brian. I didn't see it. You didn't see that? Uh-uh. Oh man, look up, look up the uh, Elden Ring. Like accept it. It was all it was all over the internet that day. Some creepy kid like followed uh, Miyazaki and his team up up on stage. He's like just standing in the background while Miyazaki ac- accepts the reward. Like he he says something, then this other guy says something, and they step away, and this kid walks up and just says some crazy bonkers stuff. Like they, he got arrested. Oh man, how did I miss this? How'd you? Miss, it was huge. It's all I don't know. I totally did. I was on the game. Awards. I listen to gaming podcasts every day, and I somehow just glossed over. This oh man. Happening. Yeah, I'll just like I'll find the video. It's so crazy. Dude's just standing there. He's kind of weird because like he's like the white. I was like three Japanese guys. I was just one white kid standing. There. I'm like, that's weird. I don't know what he's doing there. He steps up and says he like thanks Bill Clinton or some some other craziness. Yeah, it was it was talk of the town there for a minute. Yeah, it was weird. But uh, yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen like like seen uh, Miyazaki's uh, face. He's always been kind of like a background figure he, he's not like all he's not up in the limelight like hideo or something like that yeah. like hideo kojima he's not like is like driven like that i guess he's kind of more of the background kind of guy it seems like now, you, you just hear him mentioned anytime they're putting out a new game they're like yeah but is miyazaki gonna be working on it or not that's what people want to know like is that's what he's it, got the magic touch that's what it was for me and blake and a lot of folks from when dark when dark souls 2 was announced and they're like and it said he wasn't doing it i was like well shit i don't care about this game, like I, I, you lose a lot of interest right away, and at yeah. the same time, he had said he had diverted his attention over to directing Bloodborne. So, like my attention followed to Bloodborne, and then we played Dark Souls two, and we might play through that as well with you at some point. But you'll you can notice like when you go from when you go from Dark Souls one to two. Now we're playing backwards because we're, we're we're idiots apparently now. We just start <laughs> with three, but even we go from three backwards to two. If if we end up playing that way, you can see there's a strange, there's a different kind of tone and a different and a difference to the way the the way the world works and the way the gameplay is. You can kind of see how it's got a different mindset behind it and something like that. It's re- really noticeable. Yeah, I feel like it was at least. So that's the that's the guy that Blake forgot to mention. Yeah. <laughs> um and for those who don't know what dark souls is it's a third person action adventure souls like souls like rpg rpg yeah and it was people look terrible <laughs> all the faces all the, all the other faces everything looks good but then you look at a person's face and you're like oh yeah yeah you shudder yeah and the uh, dark souls is of course the uh, Pretty much, it's it's what took over, but it was uh, Demon Souls. Some, some folks might not know now because the Demon Souls remake on PS5. So some people might not know that Demon Souls technically came not technically. Demon Souls did come first, but didn't hit the uh, like the world as hard as uh, Dark Souls did for whatever reason. Yeah, well, probably maybe it was an exclusive. It was a late. It was kind of a late exclusive. A late to the PlayStation PS3, Three exclusive. Um, maybe I don't, I don't know. I know. I know and me and Blake did we did play all the way through. We mentioned on the podcast, but we did play all the way through Dark Souls and then went back. We we'd played Demon Souls first. Couldn't beat the second couldn't boss. Couldn't get past the second boss. Years later, <laughs> Dark Souls comes out. Yeah. We get stuck in Dark Souls for a long time, but then eventually like any kind of souls kind of any good any of these good developments, you kind of hit a stride with them. And we kind of like just ran through like all of all of Dark Souls over a hundred hours or whatever. Me and me and Blake together went back and then like somehow took that experience backwards and then ran through Demon Souls back on the PlayStation 3. So 
We've done all that mess. See, you can get better. Sekiro, you're up next. Here we go. I think it's Sekiro. It's Sek- I don't know if it's Sekiro hits Game Pass. I can't bring myself to buy it again because I already bought the damn game <laughs> and then sold it. I can't buy it again. I, I feel ridiculous. If it hits Game Pass, I think I would I would download it and at least give it a shot because it's got to have. I talk about like uh, like our last episode, the sense of uh, accomplishment, accomplishment, and the the, the yeah. adrenaline from a Returnal. I'm sure that's got to. I, I was assume that kind of adrenaline and and, and sense of you know, whatever that is, winning is probably in Sekiro. Like you fight a boss a bunch of times. Oh, it's gotta be. That that's the best part be. about these souls likes, right? That's yeah. that's what you, you the grind and then finally <laughs> that sense of oh my gosh, you did it. So close, so close. Speaking of getting better, yeah. Well we had started, we got about I don't know, a quarter, maybe halfway through. And in the meantime, while we're doing Dark Souls, Brian, you'd actually played Elden Ring and you said that the skill increase just from playing Dark Souls 3 with people and getting to understand the game mechanics, and you translated directly to being a crap load better in Elden Ring. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it was like a night and day difference. We we put in like two weeks worth of Dark Souls, and all of a sudden I'm not walking around like a tool when I'm playing Elden Ring. I'm actually putting up a fight finally, but... Yeah, that's cool. Like I got... I try to tell folks those 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 kind of skills do do transfer from game to game. Apparently it doesn't translate to Sekiro of course well I um, should have actually right after we finished our hundred and something hours on Dark Souls I should have went back for Bloodborne after it had beat me into a pulp the first time I tried it Bloodborne's hard man Bloodborne's rough you've, you've heard you've probably heard our Bloodborne we, had, we, did, yeah. we did a podcast about Bloodborne didn't we we had to I don't know I don't think we did. We weren't doing that mm. at the time but we, we've mentioned it several times that we Bloodborne yeah, I just heard y'all talk about it yeah the only one of the I think maybe the only game I've ever platinum out of spite that's all I'll say about Bloodborne yeah, and Bloodborne's funny. We talked about it before. Some, we had to mention before. Some people say some people say Bloodborne's really hard, and then say Dark Souls is easy. And then some people say Bloodborne's really easy, but Dark Souls is, is too is too hard. I mean, we're on the opposite. We're on the we're on the Bloodborne's harder side of the side of the fence. But it is funny because we, we we get all these games, and Bloodborne to me is just noticeably like dramatically harder than any any of the Dark Souls games. I don't know what it is about it. It plays the same, you know. 90 percently the same i don't know how many times that wolf the very first enemy that you're facing i don't know how many yeah, times he died to that thing. yeah i don't know how many yeah. times oh yeah, yeah he's brother. far from the hardest thing in that game Woo, let me tell you mm-hmm. yeah he's he's the second boss actually second boss the first boss. boss is the cleric beast yeah you probably you probably be the cleric beast well, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to anyway bloodborne territory <laughs> here okay uh, just kind of a one more quick thing and then we'll dive into the game itself in the first two months, it sold three million copies, and then, like I said, it came out in 2016. It was slow, but by January of 2020, it did peak and break 10 million copies sold. I mean, it took it over four years, but it did break 10 million copies sold. Yeah, that's a lot for a game of its. I just that's just a lot for a game, and and they said you know. Elden Rings crush those numbers and stuff oh, yeah, like they're that. They're like twenty million or something. It's yeah, but without w- without what came before, they never yeah. would have. You know, I mean, those are the stepping stones so that Elden Ring come out and dominate the world when it when it finally came out. So it just speaks to how good something is because these games are in no way we beat these games and we'll beat Elden Ring. Like there's just there in no way are these games friendly to you in any kind of way. But it speaks to how good a game is that this many people will 
take on this kind of adventure, this kind of this steep difficulty that people will search this stuff out and actually go all the way through. Cause if, 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 it, if it was hard and just wasn't, wasn't good, you can, you, a game can be really hard and really bad. Oh yeah. No, yeah. There, there's a lot of that, you know, there's a lot of that. So you don't see like, it just speaks to how good this fell. And we'll talk, we can talk a little bit about like uh, playing uh, other souls likes that are out that are not from software developed. I don't know. Have you played anything? I think you played Mortal Shell, maybe Brian. Have you played any yeah, other I played games? Mortal Shell. Or, do you play any other Souls likes besides Mortal Shell? No, not really. I've like my my entire experience from Souls likes period was just Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Dark Souls Three with y'all, and Mortal Shell, the remake, Demon okay. Souls remake. Okay, so so you're still you're, you're still pretty fresh with it. Oh yeah, we, I'm pretty new. We've played. Oh I don't, baby, did you play Mortal Shell before we played Dark Souls Three? Yeah. Okay, so you can't really. How did you tell? Like, we could tell we've played so much, and you've played a lot of Dark Souls now. You can actually see like the difference when it when it comes to playing playing another another developer trying to copy this genre as as, as opposed to from software developing one of these games. There's a difference in the way I feel like there's a difference in the way the game, the way the game feels, the way it plays, the way it's balanced. There's a lot of factors. I think I haven't played Mortal Shell yet, but we've played other other games that are souls like and our our thing is we've never we may have beat Rimnot. we beat Rimnot from the ashes we didn't oh i well, played that yeah i played you played Rimnot? from the ashes too yeah we'll probably play, we'll probably play Rimnot 2 together because they announced Rimnot 2 but uh aside from Rimnot, which me and blake only beat because we, we were able to co-op it there's other souls like games that we just can't get through like they're just it's just like there's a there's a, a balance issue or, or a level of unfairness or just a level of something that other developers just don't understand they think that all they have to do is kind of copy the style and, and they'll and they'll 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 strike gold or something like the dark souls franchise has and i wonder if you'll be if you'll be trying other games maybe along along those lines and seeing if i don't know if you if you probably didn't i guess you didn't notice it so much in, in mortal shell but we've just played a bunch of them and a lot of them are really like there's one i really i really wanted to like uh what's the one we get we have a exosuit surge the, the surge you ever seen the surge no surge it was really cool and uh it got a sequel but but they're not they don't have any co-op but the surge is like it's like a soul like but you have like this like exosuit it's more futuristic it's all machines and other cool stuff and i couldn't i couldn't even get past the first boss you know, like i was like explored the first area got to the first boss and the first boss is a wall that like i even even knowledge of souls likes couldn't get me through the this game because the mechanics and stuff were just just different enough that it didn't seem fair more than anything yeah so let's go ahead and dive into how <laughs> uh how you know a, a, what characters everyone played you want to kick us off drew and i started like i always do with dark souls except for i had two characters i love dark souls one so much that i had i had two characters we're not talking about dark souls one though but i always play a war warrior slash kind of paladin build and then uh which is basically just a he heavier armor big sword and some sort of faith faith-based stuff miracles and actually just miracles which is usually a bit of healing and sometimes the uh sunlight spirit sunlight language. spheres and stuff like that aside from the healing i found in dark souls 3 the healing's good i didn't i wasn't enjoying any of the attacking miracles in this game i don't think they've nerfed stuff or what it was and I wasn't really digging that. So I kind of just fell back on just swinging my sword around, which also leads me to, I wanted to branch out. So I kind of tried to branch into pyromancy. 
which my my second character in Dark Souls One was a pure pyromancer, and was I think some people will say like pyromancy and magic are overpowered in the earlier games and they kind of nerf them down. To me, in Dark Souls Three, pyromancy was borderline worthless. And if I was just playing it wrong or what, but I couldn't kill. I don't. I don't think I killed a single enemy with with a pyromancy. So I'd given up and kept. I kept the stats of the pyromancy, and then like transferred them into like a sword that I converted to a chaos sword. A chaos sword, which played off my all all the intelligence and faith I boosted up trying to be a pyromancer, which backfired on me. But that, but it transferred well into this chaos. Claymore that I had, and I still maybe I still had higher attack power doing that than I had doing anything else. So I ended up pretty much just being a big dummy swinging around a, a sword for the entire game, and it got that got me through it. And that's probably the same thing I'll end up doing with Elden Ring. Let's be honest, I've done it in Dark Souls One <laughs> and Dark Dark Souls One and Dark Souls Two. And uh, this is I forgot to mention on the front. This is me and Blake's actual. It was our second playthrough of uh, Dark Souls Three. We played it back when it came out originally with some friends, and then we wanted to. Uh, play through it again with uh brian but i don't do we do we know why we didn't start with dark souls one uh it, this was on sale for like eight oh, five so, or six so bucks so versus so the other just, one so we're cheap so we started with three we're just cheap we're just cheap okay that's that, that and well it was the the sale of the ultimate edition that came with both the dlcs, DLCs and everything yeah that was the thing the dlcs because yeah, me and blake actually me and blake actually hadn't seen the dlc so that was actually right. new for us but we'll, we'll get to that but that's my character uh, Brian, go next. You want to talk about your character and what you planned, what you, how what you, you planned it, I guess, do. What, and what you were trying to do, and how it kind of, how it kind of panned out for you. So I, I went with a dexterity build, and the sole reason is because when I was looking into some research before we started playing, they said that if you go pure dexterity, it can be OP as everything, and can actually in the end game make you unfairly strong. I didn't experience that, so obviously I did something <laughs> wrong. But I did dexterity, and then I mainly focused on the Lotharic sword for a while because in another failed Google search, I had looked up that it was the best dexterity weapon, and then we come to find out it was not. The, and I switched over to the crow quills there at the end, mm -hmm. and those were actually much stronger. And then aside from that, I focused on archery. So that's 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 a common common theme for me. Whenever it's uh, you're able to have a bow and arrow combination i'm gonna have bow and arrow combination that's just yeah. one of my one of my things so i feel like the effort effort it sometimes took to use the bow i feel like the game should be like you've been doing a lot more like your bow shots like you were doing like these headshots and stuff too like man like man manually aiming headshots sometimes i feel like that it, it like wasn't always killing things i was like this is and you were pure dexterity like you you like you like you you sacrifice your strength stat for pure dexterity I just feel like you said, like oh, you said, yeah, in the early game your, for sure. Yeah, your build should have been really like annihilating things. And I just feel like you were doing yeah, less the, you, you were doing less damage than me and Blake, even though your character was more focused. Yeah, I was no, mine yeah. was the least focused. Blake's Blake will talk about his. Blake went straight down one path. I was some idiot in the middle, and you went straight down another path. So y'all y'all both should have been way more powerful than me. If it, I, I don't know. And and again, like you said, we don't know what went wrong with the dexterity build. Well, there at the end, when I finally switched to the right dexterity weapon, uh, my damage <laughs> output went up quite a bit by that yeah. point. But the crow quills was pretty cool. Yeah, and that that the dark bow of Ferris, that thing, it was never supposed to be strong. Its uh, strength was Range. distance. Yeah. yeah, that was the the best thing about it. 
What about you, Blake? Oh, for me, you had a big change too. Oh. For me, I usually play full magic user, straight down the intelligence path. And I started that, and I just we Ma- magic's nerfed in this game. I feel like I was, I just didn't feel as powerful as I feel like I should have been. And something happened early on because the inner game mechanics, and my person who sells me magic died. Died. He was <laughs> yeah. murdered. And so I couldn't get new magic, and because he wasn't there, other people weren't joining for magic. Yeah, and uh, I, we we made it to I think the third boss, the Crystal Mage Sage, and I'm pretty sure we beat her. And then I was like, I and then we struggled on something else. I was like, I I want to change. I'm I'm not, I'm not hitting hard. And so I, admittedly, because I started the game and I picked Scholar when I respect my character. It didn't respect it all the way down to zero like it does in previous games. It respected me back down to a level, the lowest level scholar. So I had certain skills, skill points, skill points that I couldn't get back, but they were placed in like luck and intelligence and stuff like that. So I wasn't as powerful as I could have been. You're still pretty strong. But then I just literally turned myself into a tank. I focused everything into strength. And then I wielded a special combo, the hardened, I think it was hardened, yeah, the hardened uh, large club, which basically had me swinging a tree trunk around, just molly whopping people. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining to watch. And it it changed the output of the game. I was able to like, oh no, we're not winning. I just, Leroy Jenkins, that thing, come running out of nowhere and just smash. Yeah. It was great. It was nothing was more fun than hitting somebody, having them go ragdoll back with a fully charged swing. Mm -hmm. It felt good. Falling attack and having them just smashed. It's like you you guys have put the combo and that come running out of nowhere and do one of my downward swings and just flatten them. And you all just like, it gives you, it was, it it gave breathing room when we were getting the, it it felt really good. Yeah. It instantly changed. I think, I think like it really like changed your enjoyment. Because it was something game, new, kind of, yeah. So that's when, when we play Dark Souls two or one, whichever way we go to, like I may do a magic build, but it may be a pyromancer or maybe cleric, or I may still Brian since he likes to do magic sometimes. Like you be a magic user, and I'll try being a straight bow user or yeah. dex build or something, just to try something different so we don't get bored. And you'll do whatever you always do because you yeah. don't like change. <laughs> yeah, I think I've used the claymore in every Dark Souls game. A variant, a variant in some way, yeah, yeah, but it's it, a different claymore every time. Yeah, you can get it pretty early in Dark Souls One, and uh, and I and I kind of like would get it and just coast on. I tried, and I tried other weapons. I had some backup weapons in Dark Souls Three, some uh, different elements, elements and stuff like that. But I was kind of, I was kind of defaulted back to my claymore whenever I really you weren't afraid to, to pull out the executioner sword when oh, you yeah. needed some MP, <laughs> some MP. MP. <laughs> so that's that's where our characters were. Um, Mixed, I think mixed feelings all around, kind of how how things went. Blake seemed a little happier than me and Brian did most of the time with, with how his character was performing. It just hit, like it just felt good. Yeah, and y'all, it never got it never got tiring to just knock charge and knock somebody back or flatten them. It felt good every time. Mm-hmm. If my dodge and parry skills had been stronger, honestly, I feel like if anything let down my character it was me 
because I feel like if my dodge skills had been better, like I had potential, like that character build had a lot of potential that I feel like I couldn't realize because my old man reflexes were just starting to lag just a little bit. Well, you might do better in the if we go forward. The franchise, the, the franchise gets faster. So, like Dark Souls three is a lot faster than Dark Souls two, and Dark Souls two is a lot faster than one. So, if we go backwards. You might, you might really like me. I was kind of, I feel real comfortable in Dark Souls one because it's it's kind of slow and the game's slower, more lumbering. You don't need the the fastest dodging reflexes because one really relies on like it has the same invincibility frames more or less, but like it really. You could tank a lot of hits with your shield, stuff like that. Dark Souls, Dark Souls yeah. 1 is about getting that shield up and or just getting out of the way of the uh, the hit boxes for bosses and stuff like that. Because everything from two and three, we talked about, we kept, we were talking, we would be mad because the enemies would be like doing an attack and they, and they, and with their attack would track you. Would you could clearly you. tell when something was targeting you in Dark Souls 3. That seemed a lot less in Dark Souls 1. They kind of had like, a, like an attack would go in a way. As long as you knew where to get, where to stand, you can get out of the way of that attack. You see yeah. less less of that now. And I'm sure it's even, I'm sure things are faster, even more deadly in Elden Ring, I imagine. Well, they're not slow. I can attest to that. Yeah, nothing's anyway. slow. That's what me and Blake was saying about, like you were saying it too, Dark Souls 3, why is everything so fast? And it's that's how it was when we played Bloodborne. Everything is so fast and we came from, Back in the day, from Demon Souls and Dark Souls One, everything's a lot more. Even when something's big, it's slow. That that's just not the case in Dark Souls Three. Every everything is fast. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna go. We can't go through the entire no the entire everything. But we we just may have like we come up with specific areas we kind of liked. I, I can start because I have my favorite kind of thing in general that I like about all the Dark Souls games. But uh. Maybe some favorite areas, and we can talk about some of our bosses and favorite kind of moments. I feel like so we can get through this. For me, I'll be I'll be quick. This for me, it's really simple. My favorite parts of any of the Dark Souls games is I love the castle levels. It's usually the first places you go to. It's in Demon Souls. It's in all the Dark Souls. I love these medieval dark dark fantasy castle levels. Those are my favorite. I love going up and down through the rooms and exploring a castle. I'm just, I'm just old school like that. When you start getting off into the woods and doing other swamps and stuff, it's all cool and all. But I think it's just the architecture and stuff like that of a medieval castle just really gets me. And all the Dark Souls games have it. Uh, Demon Souls starts in a castle. And that's always going to be my, uh, my favorite place to be in any of the Dark Souls games. Oh, Brian, go next. I, yeah, I'm actually down with the, it's kind of secondary to that, but the dungeons, anything dungeons and sewers related. I like to do the, yeah, I just like the, the underground dungeon crawl feeling. Did you like the, uh, what was the lava place called? <laughs> the smoldering lake. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> that one, was that was like, what, what, what was those tombs that had, the one that had the lava? They had the yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Where, you, where I get to watch you guys try to tank across a lava field. It's like a half a room across, and it's just like, well, you you're gonna make it, but how fast will I die? <laughs> I'm ninety. I'm ninety percent sure that was the Smoldering Lake. Smoldering Lake had the old Demon King because it was Smoldering Lake. Because you went in, because yeah. you had the whole outside part with the big crossbow. The outside part with the crossbow and that worm. Oh, yeah, that yeah, first yeah, lightning yeah, worm. Yeah. I lightning forgot worm. about that worm. Yeah. And then you could go yeah. straight to the boss, or if you cut off to the right, is you have the, to the right go up that the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where that, and that's where you. And then you fought the the boss that, that was really just an asylum demon, just glowing red and scary. Anywhere in particular for you, like I'm trying to like go through in my head. 
was going through because I mean they, they did. There's a lot of places you go in the game. Man. There's a lot of places, but the majority of them, they were castle like, or they were like at least castle grounds. And well, some of them you do you do get yeah, like the village outside the castle villages, yeah. yeah. But some of the ones like I don't necessarily have a favorite. I have a least favorite the mm-hmm. the PVP areas where it forced PVP on you. That's not that's not level design though. Really, that's not like uh, the that's uh, just not liking PVP. Well, the road of sacrifices. Where was that at? Is what led up to the crystal sage. It's that swamp area. Yeah, I was gonna say the swamp one. Oh, yeah, and it also that's like it doubled your chances of getting invaded. Yeah, that place. That yeah. Oh man, I remember that now. was miserable. Yeah, we man. spent a whole night. We spent what, multiple nights there just trying to get through because we're not uh, PVP people. We're not PVP players. None of us three. Even, like it would like, say one PV one. We get invaded by one guy. It'd kill all three of us. Yeah, that's, that's or the opposite also happened because we're not terrible too. But sometimes the same guy would just keep coming back. We had one guy came back like what seven times. We destroyed him seven times out of seven, and he still just kept coming back, kept coming that back. That was that was in the uh, that was in the swamp later. I remember I remember that guy, the profane capital, the profane capital. That was in the the yeah. poison swamp. That that guy, I want to say kid. I don't know what he was, could have been a fifty year old man, but that dude, that dude did keep coming back repeatedly. He come back enough times that night that we stopped killing him, and he stopped. Yeah, trying we to just attack ignored us. him, and he ran around. And I was like, just followed. It's like, what is this dude's life? Like, what is happening here? I felt sad, but the I, yeah, it really did make me feel sad for him. Yeah, <laughs> Blake was about, Blake was play, we're playing that night, and Blake asked about. We wonder if that's the the loneliest gamer from that story me and Blake told. If <laughs> <laughs> he found us again somehow. That's yeah, that wasn't so bad. The road of sacrifices, I think that was the low point of the whole game, probably for PvP. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the area, the area, the area, and the area is not even big, but it is a nightmare because they're they so busy. Yeah. They're in like, the profane capital. You're like you're like running, but you're running, you're running around, we're running around there and we're like, is nobody playing Elden Ring? Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. It was like steady. Yeah, sometimes it was the same guy, but sometimes you see three, four, five different dudes all on the same night. And you're like, "What do y'all? Did you already beat Elden Ring? I guess y'all just go backwards and mess mess with the other guys like us." I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that's what happens. People beat one game and go backwards, but uh, man, and it would it <laughs> they're does, waiting on their paycheck to buy Elden Ring, and they had Dark Souls three, so like, hey, why not warm up here? Might as well. But that messes it messed with the uh, the network and stuff like that too, because I doubt they don't have full fledged servers and stuff running Dark Souls 3, so it was like even trying to get all three of us into the same game because the network was like so busy with like constantly getting invaded. Was that two or three nights? Is that probably? I was going to say, yeah, over the hundred something hours, it was at least three nights. We got to the point where we kind of did it ourselves. What, or, or two of us two of us together had yeah, to run yeah. through? Because we could not get the third person in, into, into the map? Well, that, and then one of the bonfires literally wouldn't work. It was the bonfire that was actually closest to the Crystal Sage. Wouldn't, you couldn't pull people in there. It was too active. Mm-hmm. We had to pull in at a further one away. And oh, that's, that's literally, that's the, that's down the ladder. That's the one that lead into the profane capital. No, I'm talking about the next one up. The one that was on like the, oh, the, the hill there. Yeah, the little that, that one never worked. It never worked. It looked down into the crabs. Yeah. Freaking crabs yeah. too, man. That place sucked. Yeah, is that the main <laughs> is that the main PvP area for the game? I feel there like, was I feel that like one, was... and then the profane capital, yeah. which was down below. I don't remember having as hard of a time there. Mm-mm. Nowhere near as hard a time. Because eventually, the profane capital, as we made it up towards the abyss watchers, there was a 
a side path that led to unlocking your shortcut back to the road of sacrifice right mm-hmm. after a crystal lizard and you you opened the door right to a black knight yeah but now we all killed that black knight a couple yeah. eventually <laughs> eventually eventually took me a few tries not gonna not gonna lie <laughs> they hit they hit pretty hard yeah they do yeah what other other notable areas of course that first DLC, the Painted World of Arendelle, that that was when we first, in, uh, yeah, that was when we first encountered like uh, that new uh, logo that they would put beside the bonfires, where it showed the little embers to let you know how busy things were. That yeah. one we had a crappy time. time, had a doozy of a time. Yeah, for that first DLC, yeah, at that first, yeah, that first DLC was really really busy. Because that's one easy map to talk about. There's a lot going on in that map, I guess, but it's pretty pretty straightforward. You run through the snowy forest. It's actually up. quite small once you like look at it. You actually like, like step back, kind of look down at it. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of. It's enough. But that was we, the we boss it. that gave us some. Well, we felt like we should be better than we were when we went in there. But that also, for at least a couple of bosses, because we, because in one of the bosses, the um, what it goes. It's the Deacons of the Deep in the the cathedral. That's the where I was able to respec and stuff in there. And then after, because leading up to, uh, was it that one? What was the one that came after that? In the Farron Keep, okay. Because the one of them, you came, there was one bonfire in the whole area. And you, as you progressed through the map, you unlocked elevators and shortcuts that came back to that same bonfire. Is that, is that the Cathedral of the Deep? I don't really. I think so. I mean, or maybe in Fair and Keep, because that's also where you encounter the the DLC. You, you get access to go in there because the 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 dude's there and he kicks you into the painting. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not the, that's not the Cathedral of the Deep. That was something else. That's, I remember, like, I remember the guy next to that bonfire. Yeah, that was like near that, near that other graveyard. You had to work with the graveyard, and you you open the door on the left, and you open the door on the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all one bonfire. I can't remember that but area we, is called. We ended up. Yeah, we he's like we can go to the DLC. Let's try it. Yeah. And we struggled for a long time. Yeah, we, weren't, we weren't we weren't quite yeah, ready yeah. for the first what were we like like level 30 something or level 40 and we looked it up and you're supposed to be level 75 or greater or something like yeah. that. And there was nothing locking us in the DLC. We could have left at any time. But we, we worked our way through. We, we got our stubborn really nature was locking us in the DLC. Yeah. And we were definitely not supposed to be there. We did all kinds of Stuff in there we should have done, which that leads to uh, two of the craziest, one of some of the hardest bosses. And in, in oh, I feel yeah. like there's a um, the one is a side boss, a completely completely avoidable boss that we spent how many nights fighting with the wolf, the wolf, the, the, guy with the, the guy, the great with the tender. tender, yeah, what a nightmare boss. And all it does is you beat him, and it leads to the combat arena and another. DLC PvP area. That's all Which we did. didn't touch, and that no we had zero interest in. No interest. <laughs> we just wanted to beat him. We wanted to beat that boss. That's a boss we fought and beat with. I think one of us beat him, or did we come back? One with? of us, and then we quit for a long time and came back almost. He was a side. Yeah, player. I I looked into beating him the first time because it was hilarious. Because the guy with the least talent and it hit the least <laughs> was the one we just lucked into that lucky playthrough. Because well, we were also trying so hard because we thought that there was a for you, we thought that's where a new pyromancy flame was, mm-hmm. but it turns out it was above him. We just had to go down a secret, a hidden path, and we were wasting time. It had nothing to do with that boss. And so we we just said, screw him. 
you know, and even all that and getting that pyromancy, pyromancy flame still didn't change anything for me. No. I still ended up just going back <laughs> to my sword. Uh, but that boss, man, they're just, I don't know. It was like you fight him and then he summons a wolf. Which you fight the wolf a couple of times in the wild a little bit. It kind of shows up and kind of wrecks your day a couple of times. You knock itself it down to half or whatever. It disappears. And it runs away. Yeah, and then it uh, it gets real mad when you kill the grave tender first, and it kind of amps up. And that was just a it was just a bad, bad, bad fight. Which we ended up coming back to with much better later. armor, more skills, and we kind of we kind of came back and I don't, did we come back twice? I feel like we, I feel like we, we came, came back twice. I feel like we came back. Yeah, one we time came back later. twice. It got our butts kicked again. Real yeah, life. thought this we were going to own it, and no. Yeah, and then came back a last time and finally beat him. And I was like, "This is." And it, and then when we found it, it was wasn't worth it at all. We were almost at the end game. Yeah, we came back. We were going to go into the, the final DLC before beating the game. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a um a boss that you really enjoyed? That we have a couple. Out? We have a couple we talked about uh, for the podcast. But we want to mention the ones that were hurdles. And then there's one we will we will say we did do everything in this game, but it was one boss that we just could one, not one boss beat. that we that we just we just literally gave we spent like two nights fighting him and, and but had no sense of we're gonna we're gonna make it and just kind of and he was just, and not not required to beat him and we kind of just went around him and, and beat the and beat the second the DLC final, the final DLC boss. If anybody, so before we talk about any, any particular like favorite like i don't know if it's aesthetics or like the fight was really cool any particularly favorite bosses but aside from the ones we talked we know there's certain ones that like like we like, said so the dancer and then the i think even for difficulty and aesthetic i think are you still lean towards the storm king brian probably oh yeah that was hands down my favorite boss experience in the whole thing yeah he's very cool he looks very cool i think he wore that armor yeah. for a long time too oh yeah a long uh, time that, that headdress yeah, first on this one. Yeah, the boss that says stands out to me would be uh the High Lord Wolnir, mm-hmm. which is the one that was in darkness. Oh, that comes crawling out of the darkness. Mm-hmm. That sucked. I hated that. It, that sucked. But not only it was cool, that though. is two of the three times we fought it is I, I had, that was he, that was the best I ever played Dark Souls. Is I had to tank him twice, solo him completely by myself because. It, during my game, y'all both died, and I ended up winning. Yeah, it's the best I'd ever done. Well, he had this. Was it the darkness attack he would do? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would kind of like go around you, and sometimes if it connected, you just like died instantly. Well, you had to be like in the. In it was the, like a one shot. Light of the wrists. Yeah, yeah, you had to be like in the light of the wrists. His little wristbands were important, I guess. So we didn't know. The game doesn't tell you these things. You just no. learn from. No, the and even after time. we figured it out, I still had obvious and predictable amounts of trouble staying in the light. And yeah. then the second time, it was basically I did everything. Y'all just ran around and survived. Ran around screaming about dying. So that was the, that was the best I did <laughs> in a boss. And it is, he is unique when it in the, in the in the scheme of things when it comes to box. He's kind of crawling up out of the darkness and kind of crawling towards you. Most everything else you fight in the game is in some sort of arena, yeah. mo- moving around in a 3D space. Yeah, he's not, it has a lot of mobility. He's, yeah, he's actually one of the less mobile things. He's still just just as deadly as anybody else. And I think most for me, like I said, was not understanding understanding what he was why he why he was killing me was was, was bothering me. And even when you were telling me what was happening, I still wasn't getting it. Yeah, because he made up for no mobility with the fact that if you got too far away from him, you were just equally as dead. You were still going to be yeah, dead, even darkness, if you tried to run. Did the darkness died. hurt you too? Yep. 
Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. That was the thing. And then there was that's a crazy area getting up to him too. With that, this, I, I like that part with the with the skeletons and then the bridge. You can hit the bridge and all the skeletons fall down. Yeah, yeah. that, was, that cool. was really funny. And he's optional. Yeah, because the item you get from him is kind of optional. Are you sure he's optional? I think he is. Is he not? Is he not one of the high like one of the lords? No, okay, he is. But Lord, there's a fight Lord for him. Something was completely optional, but you had to go past him down further. I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't miss him, whether he was optional or not. That was a good one. Well, we made a, we made a whole point. We're trying to see every single inch of the game anyway for all of us. Yeah. And if people don't know, when you, when you co-op something like this, at least Dark Souls, like when you co-op something, you have to run it the area three times like well if there's two of you three of you however many there's three of us so we'd run through a boss and fight it and whatever so each time we fought something hard or did a hard area we had to do it three times so we got pretty familiar with a lot we don't it doesn't sound like we're familiar right now because it's been a while since we played but at the time of playing we get real familiar with where you're going and where stuff is and sometimes how to fight how to fight a boss when you fought him you know a dozen times when you burnt through all my embers to figure it oh, out, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. 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 except Brian, have Brian <laughs> go first. <laughs> uh, two other bosses that were unique, mm -hmm. but they were also in the DLC mm -hmm. in the Ring City. Is you had the the Demon Prince, which was the Demon of Pain and the Demon down below, and depending on Nightmare Boss. Did but, yeah, did not like it. You. But, we could talk about them your life, DLC, but they had a special way to win. You had to defeat one of the other and made it a vastly different boss. Yeah. Fight. We yeah. I read, I read that like a week after we've been fighting the dang things. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get to the DLC. But the other one was the, uh, the half light spear of the church that went much like the yellow, the King in yellow from demon souls where it pulled a player. Yeah. That's too. And you had like a, 10% to 90% chance of the person being a dick bag or being nice and just kind of like letting you hit them. But we never had, I had one person got lucky because I actually got pulled into the boss fight and I died immediately because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Cause it would grab you. Uh, like I said, like I said, the yellow King, it, it was a demon souls thing where you, if you're in the area, it would pull you into the boss fight and you, you become the boss. It was very strange. It was kind of, it was pretty tough in demon souls. Cause like you said, every now and then, you would run, you would be, you'd be in the area and you, but you would get to the boss and you don't know the kind of person you're going to fight. You have no idea. You could be, they could be terrible. Or they could be incredible. You, you don't ever know what you're going yeah. to fight. So that kind of was kind of the same thing. Wasn't really as, I don't think it was as, it wasn't as interesting in this as it was. It was kind of like a, like the area. So I feel like it was more interesting in Demon Souls and kind of how it, how it set it up in there was a little more interesting than this was. Or maybe that's just because we'd seen it, we had seen it before in Demon Souls. And we didn't know it was happening at first. And this one either when it started pulling us into other people's games, <laughs> like randomly getting pulled in the games. Or I think I think it'd be, be a certain covenant or holding a certain item, and you get pulled into the service of that whatever that god was there. The other one that we absolutely, I mean, you see one else take over talking about bosses, but one of the other bosses we wrecked was the uh, Osiris the. Orceus, that that dragon, we beat the piss out of that boy. Yeah, I think that's because we came back to so it's two bot. 
it was a moment, a short moment where we felt powerful in Dark Souls that was coming out of the first, <laughs> D- coming out of the first DLC. We beat the first DLC and we went back into the Bane game because like it, we read like like to do the last DLC, you want to be like level hundred or something. So we're like, okay, let's go back to the main game. We came into the the first thing we did, I think, was fought fought the the uh, the poor abyss walkers. Mm-hmm. You, you remember them? We we absolutely laid waste to the abyss walkers, and it's because we had power leveled in that yeah. DLC for like a week, <laughs> and then we come back out, yeah, you know, like kings for yeah. you know forty five minutes or so, and yeah, the abyss walkers made us think we were hot stuff for a minute there, and I think right after him, right after him was like that. What, what do you say his name was? Awesome, awesome, whatever his name was that that dragon. He was kind of a soft, not very. He had powerful magic, but he couldn't <clears> he couldn't take a hit for nothing. We kind of went went through the abyss walkers, and I think into him. I might we might have the order. No, he, it's much further away. He's much further away. So he's we well, got, he's, he's, he's still a boss. Like, we, well, he was he's the boss. You he's optional, mind you, but he's the boss you fought right after we dealt with the dancer. Also, he's cake after the dancer. Mm-hmm. Well, the one that made us feel super powerful right after that first DLC, wasn't that back when we went back and fought that tree? Oh, I forget oh, the name of the tree. Because it yeah, had just walked tree. all over us before the DLC. We went through it, and then we came back and just spanked that thing. Yeah, we fought that tree so many times. The great tree of something. We fought that tree so many times. The great curse wood. The curse-rooted great wood. Yeah, we, you fight that really early in the game. It's in, like, the second or third area. And it's also optional, but we were, like, determined to, like, beat it. And it's another thing we just kind of gave up. And ended up coming back later, and it was a whole different ball game. We came back with, like, I had fire on my sword, and you uh, like yeah. had had different things going on at that point. We, we just absolute total game changer for that. That felt really good for something that beat us for like we some of these we say beat us for like some of these bosses like the tree would would have done it. We'll talk about the dancer here in a minute, the storm king, uh, the freaking. Dang demon prince, we'll talk like we need to dig it. We need to dig it up. Some of these things we talk about beating us. We're talking an entire entire session of us. Like an entire night, like, two or three hour night. Yeah, we're talking two, three sometimes, yeah. maybe maybe not quite a four hour night, but a whole session of us sitting fighting one boss. And it's just like this may be the end of our playthrough, guys. This might be it. <laughs> I just <laughs> we're don't have know to call if, this one. Yeah. Time to play a different game. So there's a there's a lot of that. And uh Another boss we had an, an easy time on once we figured out the gimmick was the 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 two princes, the large one who carried the small one on his back. We're like, oh yeah, we could just focus on the small one to keep from heat. Yeah, and we it's a cool yeah, boss. It was a really cool boss, but we once we figured out the gimmick, we beat the piss out of them. Yeah, like we're like, just gank up on the little one because yeah. you could hit him so hard that they would <laughs> separate, and then he was he crawled to his brother to heal him, just <laughs> just wail on him. Yeah. On his little crippled legs as he crawled back to his brother. I, think I still felt guilty every time we would gang up on in one individual enemy. On any, any, oh, yeah. He so was definitely uh, he paraplegic so for sure. But it didn't matter. Dark Souls doesn't matter. Yeah, Blake swinging a redwood trunk at him the whole time. <laughs> My club was a uh, an equal opportunity ass whooper. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I've, I've talked about a couple of bosses. Y'all take you know. Also, well, we should touch on. Do you guys want to touch on the, the like the walls? The walls. I don't know the particular order of them. Our first major wall was our first because I feel like the dancer's deeper into the game. The first yeah. wall we really hit might have been the tree. I think it was the tree. That was the first was boss that really through. I can let me go through I can go through the bosses very quickly so you at least kind of know. You have the first one that uh that, a lot of bosses. You can't go through all of them. The solo knight and then that armored cat. 
Volder Beast. Remember an armored cat? The cat with the mace. He, I mean, he wasn't a cat, but he would he would hunker down in all fours. He would swing, and he had the cl- he was the mace. Maybe is we right after mm-hmm. the Fat Guardian and all those Lothric knights in the he, you had to we hit his bonfire and then go up to the dancer. Oh, the fat oh, cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, he, 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 he was one night. We, we yeah, one night. We might have, if we, yeah, we'd have been one night. It's hard to remember. And the Cursewood Tree yeah. was a brick wall. He wouldn't talk about it. He was just a brick wall. Well, we, we already talked. We cut, but that was just something we fought and fought and fought and fought. And like, and a, a sign for us to like, we're we're in bad shape is where we 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 rotate who's hosting. And if none of us is coming close, then we know we know we're, it's bad news. Then we would do farming sessions where we would pull each other into the game and whoever's hosting, as long as they weren't dying, go back to the bonfire hill and just keep pulling y'all and we'd go over to the boss, everyone leave. We would yeah, do so, farming sessions. So, so I guess the tree was the first one. Mm-hmm. And there was just like nobody one of us might have come close one time or or sometimes when do any did any of us beat it on the first attempts because like no first no. first night okay because he was also gimmicky because he has those polyps that you have to pop yeah and we didn't know where they were you could you can't just hit him you have to destroy it, yeah and then they move yeah, yeah. it sucks and then all of a sudden he goes into another stage where it's not the polyps. You have to go after his arms. So, yeah. Well, the, the, the polyps were on his hands, but the other, the yeah. only other option was that creepy ghost hand that would shoot out of the yeah. trunk. Have you attacked that or not? You can't. Okay. But okay. So quickly, uh, then there was like a couple of quote unquote easy ones back to back, which the crystal sage, the hardest part was getting to the crystal sage. And then besides that, you just had to dodge around hit the copies and they disappeared in one hit and then focus on the homeboy. Yeah. So we, any kind of magic based boss usually is soft when you get up on its face. And then yeah. another magic one right after that was the deacons. Deacons of the deep. Yeah. yeah. I felt bad for them. Cause the deacons was also the first time I swung my, my redwood trunk. Around. First time you had it. And I was hitting four or five of those dudes in one. Yeah. Trunk. Because they're just a, yeah, they're a crowd and you were just wrecking them. Yeah. So was, that, that, that was really easy. Again, harder to get to them than it was to fight them. And then after that would be the Abyss Watchers and the Stray Demon. Who's this guy? I remember the Abyss Stray Watchers. Demon was just like a, uh, it's like a silent demon on a bridge. Okay. Kind of wasn't any. Oh, the big fat thing. Yeah. That's not, okay. That's like the that's like that first thing you fight in uh, Dark Souls One, probably. A silent demon. A silent demon. Yeah. yeah. So big, you remember the big fat thing up high when we're yeah. above when we're above the swamp. Yeah. That thing. Uh, just big and big and powerful, but. Easy to maneuver around. Yeah, wasn't that bad. After that would be the High Lord Wolner, which we've already talked about, the Ghost in the Darkness. Okay. And then after that would be the Old Demon King, which was like the the Smoldering Lake. He was like the stray demon, but bigger. He was more grotesque and he fiery. Was big and strong, but again, like kind of kind of hit him in the ass, and as soon as he goes to explode, dodge roll away. Yeah, yeah. Now this explosion did kill some of us a couple of times because you, you you'd be kind of stuck into a. A combo kind of thing and can't pull out fast enough and then you're just you're dead, like you die so like your whole health bar is just gone in one explosion yeah i don't think that was the first time we had to start counting hits but that was one of the times where you're just like no just so two hard. and get out two yeah. and get out that yeah. started some of the practice which paid off for us and later bosses we'll talk about we don't we didn't talk about the how the gameplay is like dark souls is very very peculiar on your number of hits and the it's there's a lot of mechanics about it but it like it literally counts the game remembers how many times you've hit the attack button and your guy will just keep on swinging. Even though you're ready to get out of the way, the game doesn't care because it, 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 the game expects you to maybe mentally count your attacks. And then we learn on later bosses, like we'll talk about to like 
hit one, two, get out of the way, one, two, get out of the way. And then Demon King would be like, what, what, what do you say, smoldering, whatever his name was, we'll be hitting. Anytime you run up to a boss or anything and you're just mashing on the attack button, that's you're going to get yourself killed. I mean, it's yeah, just, you're, you're going to get locked in and then nothing good's going to come from it. Mm-hmm. So, what's like, next? Um, would be the Pontiff Sulvane. Sol- he was the dude who ended up, he starts with one sword and in the church. Yeah. And as you beat him, he eventually draws the second sword. The second sword. So weird about him. I remember reading reading back in the day because we when we played with our old friends back in the day, we we went right through him. Like yeah. we just like wham right through him. He was he was what a famous wall back in the day when people were playing. So a lot of folks, not everybody's like big babies like we are. Some folks do single they single player all the way through. And I've heard that the Pontiff guy was like a like a famous wall back in the day. We fought him. He's strong, kind of you know. He, I mean, everything's strong in this game. I don't think he was a struggle for us any particular night. You're, getting to him was difficult. Two, two swords and because that was a PvP area. Another PvP. Yeah, area. getting to him was the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember struggling with him. Not this time. Well, well, right after him was the PvP area with that that open. I think we were on like the parapets or the ramparts that had all those giants, and then that wall of deacons chucking fireballs at you. Yeah, and you yeah that was terrible. Down that ladder, and you had the silver knights knocking you off with arrows. That was a, was, a, P- was a ton of PvP there. That was a whole thing. Yeah, areas PvP. Yeah, God. And uh, that, 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 that about, it, like in Orlando, sort of like is yeah. what it would lead to. What's next? Keep it. Keep it going. Yeah, sorry. Uh, then you had Aldrich, the devourer of. of Gods, who's that? Now you're like me. I don't. I don't remember all their names. Oh, the, oh yes. We were in like um, we were in the like I guess like a courtroom. He was at the uh God. I'm trying to explain it to you. The dark hallway with the stairs that led up where we we in Dark Souls One you would fight Ornstein and Smaug. In that castle, mm-hmm. and you'd go up and you had that creepy hairy spider that would fall down and we go up there and it was that ghostly thing and he would like go see a magic boss mm-hmm. there's a magic he was, boss. but he would cast fire and darkness mm-hmm. we struggled him i think he was kind of tough yeah his magic was so powerful do you remember ryan at all he's kind of a magic based kind of a guy yeah a little bit yeah i don't know if you have any particular memory i remember having having a little bit of a tough time with him and then after him we actually got to a, a boss that once you get the gimmick of the, you can't really lose against the giant Yorm the giant and yeah, they that. give you the key to beat him in the room that's such a strange i'm sure there's some lore stuff there but it's very strange in souls so it's for really like literally hand you an item that nearly instantly kills a boss yeah yeah the storm ruler i guess it's called swords mm-hmm. it's called yeah the storm ruler or storm breaker some weird sword stormbreaker. I think it was stormbreaker. Yeah, stormbreaker. The sword's worthless outside of that boss fight, basically, but like it kills that boss in like one or two hits, and it's like yeah, because man. we had grand designs. We're like, oh gosh, once we get this, we're gonna be able to wreck everybody pretty much, and not worthless. so much. It's yeah, only useful in this one instance. Total trash, otherwise. Then after Yorm is the the dancer, and then Dragon Slayer, which were both kind of walls. Big ones. The Dragon Slayer was our first. Ryan couldn't dodge. Yeah, <laughs> that's mean, accurate. Yeah, I feel like I wonder if a dragon, the Dragon Slayer. I wonder if the dancer is a pretty heavy spot for a lot of people because she is stupid. 
she's so like it's so so powerful and so like she looks she's everywhere yeah everywhere (laughs) (laughs) she was our first true test of like really like getting your one hit or getting your it was like that 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 true test of like you got to get either one like it's worth it to get hit her once and get out and move away hit her once and move away it's that true like you got to like really be so focused on like it's not two hits and, and taking a hit from her it's never it's not worth it like it's and we tried so many combinations like oh she's weak to bleed and she's weak to this and everyone equipped those types of what well, we went out of our way to go train yeah. and farm souls to up to make weapons of that yeah, i think you're weakness. i think you're trying to make a bleed lothric sword or something like that yeah i mean i did yeah we i never had bleed pan out everything we had, yeah we had bleed uh bleed uh was a bunch of different bosses it never seemed like bleed worked great against us but never worked really against any boss that claims it was weak against bleed it made no difference fighting her. Yeah, it's like you could never stack it enough. You could never yeah. get enough. And it might be it might be consecutive hits. Maybe you've got to have consecutive hits with it to actually stack the effect. Couldn't tell with her. But that was her, like, was it maybe one night of total decimation, and then the next night we kind of turned it around, I feel well, like. After, well, the next session, rather. We may have, like, ground so lowly and got some extra souls and levels and stuff. Yeah. She was our, I think she was like a, the first true test of actually like, we, we won't, we won't get through this brute force. We won't get through this with luck. It's we gotta had, be finesse. We had, to active, we had to actively play better to get through her. We had to use strategy. It's like a yeah. legit strategy. There was no yeah. just run in. Cause it was guerrilla tactics. It was, it was only one person at a time. Yeah. Was, this guy would hit, hit, roll back. This guy would come in, hit, hit, roll back. And the whole time we were doing the hit, hit, Drew would occasionally cast healing. He also had a, a long range heal that worked once or twice. And then you would shoot arrows. Yep. And it was just all of us just doing trying to pull her focus in three different directions. Yeah. It was a good fight, really. I mean, when the skip like when you think back on it, like the first night was just was was it what sucked so much butt, you know, and then the that really when we start winning, like I said, we always say it when you you get a different different feeling when you start when it starts turning around and winning. But uh because you know you can do it. Yeah. And then, of course, the Dragon Slayer armor, which... I feel like he was one night, I feel like. Was he was one, one session. He was, it was just rough. He's so, again, if he's, he's, he's right out, kind of right after her. Well, actually, he has that whole cool little area where we used Brian's bows to kill those two dragons. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Yeah, we had to shoot them in the claw or whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we that, literally... Was that before him? Because because uh, after you beat them, it led there's because the, that's also where the like the sunlight altar was, and then after the sunlight altar is where you fought him, because you could go his way or you could go to the grand archive, and his way was a dead end, and we literally just his we, way was toward the grand archives, he's behind it, his bridge leads to the grand archives. Okay, yeah. so we had to beat him in order to get to the grand archives, mm-hmm. which again the grand archives were optional. Mm-hmm. Were they? I think so. If I'm not mistaken. Not sure about that, uh, but um, we we literally we just sat there and let Brian just fire arrows, and we would go farm and get arrows to give to Brian so he could keep killing the thing. And we did it in all three of our games. Yeah, yeah, rem- yep. yeah. We were remind everybody that each time we do one of these hard bosses, we have to beat them three times. Uh, the the the, the Dragon Slayer armor, whatever he was names was, he was another was really called Dragon Slayer armor. Dragon Slayer, another another test of just like there's no he had so much defense and so much 
and the coverage really, for that lightning. He had, he had really cool moves. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he have the things flying beside flying beside the bridge were also shooting crap at us? Mm-mm. Pretty sure that was the same boss fight. There's these things flying outside the bridge. They were shooting stuff into the because you could. I think one of us rolled off the bridge one time, several times. Brian. Yeah, I, I definitely did that. Yeah, but I think they attacked. I think they broke the bridge. Those, those, those like weird, creepy looking dragon things. They have like these really long, veiny looking things oh, flying. Yeah. They're off in the background through most of the level. You can see them in the distance. But they would fly. Is that here? And then they would shoot in with, with along him, or was he by himself? Just by himself. But I do. What Where those things shoot in? Boss was. I know those things were shooting us at some point. Not that, not the big deal. Yeah. But he was again. He's another like. He had a great move set. He was really, really intense, very powerful, and it, it came into a, a, like I said, guerrilla tactics and maneuvering and figure out what stuff you can get out of the way of and other stuff. Other stuff you can, you can he's so he's he he starts teach like teaching you things like you can't block his attacks like blocking's pointless. You had to dodge, right? And I, I kind of don't like that per se because I was so used to the earlier Dark Souls stuff where you can just with the right shield and element poise yeah. and whatever it is you can block anything. He kind of would like go right through your block and just lay, and he would knock you off balance and immediately go into a full like another two three hit combo if he got through through your. Def- shield and you're pretty much done for but yeah, yeah he was something else and after him we was the orcius the consumed king which we we railed that poor dude a we magic, even spit magic, on it a magic guy. <laughs> we're taking to dinner we just railed him yeah i think he killed i think he, i think he might have killed you i think he might have slipped up one one of our let me and yeah, brian come, well, no i think because he pulled out a new move he did they oh he did some he, found, he, like, he started flying and breathed fire across so I was like he didn't do that when we did the other two times yeah, yeah. Time. but yeah but still he wasn't he was pretty easy and then we had the champion which is the upgraded version of the very first boss but you had to do it solo too in the the unlit bond for the untitted graves that's way early. Yeah, we, 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 we missed that completely. That's like no, no, you, you have to redo it when you go into the untended graves and it's all darkness and you fight the upgraded version. Yeah. And then the princes, which we you wreck. And then we have, uh, we arrive at the Storm King. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, he's technically, it's Ancient Wyvern and the Nameless King. Y- y'all can talk about it. He's like the first, yeah. is, is he the first multi-phased boss? He's awesome because you're fighting him on top of storm clouds, which is pretty cool. Begin with yeah, uh, you walk over clouds, clouds to get in his door. Yeah, fight him. You're fighting him on clouds. Uh, he looks really cool. He's riding a dragon. You're in awe at first, and then he starts beating, you know, beating to the ground. So the first half of the fight is actually we died a lot there. Strangely enough, or well, I think I think you had a hard. I, I kind I kept my distance for that part, and y'all guys kind of kept staying like under him for some reason. Both of y'all. The first part is mostly him riding the dragon. The dragon's got some attacks, and he's like throwing lightning spears and stuff like that. As long as you stay away, if you can, when you when the dragon breaks, a lot of the deaths came from the dragon. The the straight fire down that kind of come out and kill yeah. all y'all. That's mostly dealing with him being aerial and stuff like that. It's kind of hard. And we, it was it was a long a long time till we even got to get him off the dragon. That's a whole separate barrel of monkeys. It's like fight. This is like I said, first of the multi-phase bosses. He's like it's like fighting two bosses in a row. And you have to win both bosses to beat the boss. That came down, just like the dancer, which just came down to skill. Us just like you could tell when we were because we we just stopped talking. It it was just quiet, and we were everyone was yeah dodging and healing. 
and we won, but that was a and, multi-sessional, right? Multi-sessional boss. And like I said earlier, that was the one that, like, when I think back on boss fights and like that feeling of elation that you get when you finally conquer something, that's the one that I think back to is the Storm King. Every time that I, I can still see that whole scenario play out in my mind if I want to, that thing stuck with me for a while. Because you, when you move into a second phase, his dragon's gone. And at this point, you realize he's much more dangerous when he's off the dragon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dragon because his mobility did not decrease at all. If anything, his mobility increased, even though he could no longer fly. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's just, it's just an intense fight. No, it, it just comes down, again, you're kind of repetitive, but it does come down to, like, figuring out, if anybody hadn't played Dark Souls or Othering, like, I feel like all it comes down to, you have to, like, really know, most enemies telegraph everything they're going to do. Like, you, you can kind of, like, have animations, and you're like, you know which attack is coming. But trying to trying to figure, remember that in the in the the heat of battle, like I know he's doing this attack. Do you have like a split second to figure out which direction he might go, how far he's coming? Because he does a lot of like running, like shooting towards you. Like, do I need to move to the left or, or right? Roll or towards him. Or, a lot of times, yeah, you can you can roll through attacks. You can roll like towards him. It's it's really hard to teach yourself to roll towards enemies. You're going against your better <laughs> yeah. niches. You want to dodge left or dodge right or dodge backwards. Yeah. But him, you needed to dodge at him yes. and roll under his attack and, or whatever. And uh, it was just different. This even more for me here than it, it was on the dragon armor. It was teaching myself to not shield you cannot he you cannot block this guy you can't I think, take it yeah you i think was this was it just me without without or you were you were already doing it where you start two-handing a weapon oh yeah doing so bosses you hit the y blake was already doing it anyway because he just wasn't a good blocker in general he just like like toss it out the window earlier in the game but i was i'm real prone to having a shield ready to go with any of the souls games but this one i hear i just gave up there's just no reason so i would, was two-handing my claymore of course my claymore for this fight and uh and it gives you like a slight boost in damage but you can't really block anymore and like blocking him was pointless anyway so it came down to really knowing really knowing which attacks were coming and how to get out of the way and stuff like that it, and it kind of managing it we kind of did I think the fights like this we had good communication on like what's don't kind of knowing where y'all each, each of us were and like communicating like he's on he's on me he's because he would only because he only focused on one of us at the time and like when he when he, you know, like he's on me, you could back away and keep him kind of coming at you until until you break his attention, and we could come in from behind him and lay in a few hits and then get out of the way because his attention would swap to one of us, and then we start moving back. And that did take a matter of now. Do I remember exactly what we were saying? Maybe at the in the, in the time in the heat of the moment, I don't know, but I feel like there was some good coordination. So that was us. Like we we would go into our full gamer mode. Where it was like, oh, I got aggro. Like yeah. You know, so I got the aggro, I got the aggro. It's like, oh crap, someone, you he's know. He's killing me, he's killing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hurry, or, or like, hurry up and freaking heal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Heal, heal. Because we can see your life bars. We'd be like, heal, Blake, heal, Brian, hey, heal, heal. We're, like, all, can't, we're all yelling at each other, heal, use your flasks. Why You're the one who you never heal? used your flasks. Why don't you use I'm, your flasks? I'm very, I'm very frugal on frugal on flask for Even some like reason. when you're hosting, you have 15 of them. Yeah, he's yeah, got 13. Like, how many of you I used two? I would die in a boss and have 15 flasks left. So I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I save them. So bad. <laughs> oh, man. And then after him, it was... Yeah, so Storm King's probably... You know, I, I, I say overall, joy of winning, how cool a boss was, and everything about it. I think he probably might be a cool... Like a, and Storm King, favorite. he's also the, the arch 
Dragon Peak is an optional area. He's an optional boss. He's optional? Mm -hmm. He's what? not one of the Lord Souls? Mm -mm. Crap. He's not. We did that for no reason. I'm positive he's not. Dang, I don't remember so many things being optional in this game. Because there's only like five main bosses. Because hmm. once we well, beat the, the five Lords, but you had to beat certain things to get past a certain area. Yeah, but so. you don't have to. The, the entire Dragon Peaks were optional. Hmm. The entire Yep, sure that. enough, he's he's optional. Yep. And but after you beat him, like, oh, all How we about have that. All we have left is the the main game, the the final boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just Lord of Cinder. Soul of Cinder. Yeah. So we saved him for last, and we dove into the Ring City. Back, back to the Ring City. Well, we first we had to finish the Arendelle. Well, Arendelle had one, the one boss who leads into she's who like like stop protecting the. Uh, do, do we miss? I feel like we're we're missing a boss somewhere in the uh, Arendelle. Okay, and Arendelle, you had the the Grave Tender, Grave Champion, yeah, and Sister Frida. That's it. In Arendelle, there's so many hard things that kicked our butts. I feel like we're missing them. I guess there's not any other bosses there, but there's just so many. Because well, after you do Frida, when you get to the Ring City, the Ring City has the Demon Princes, Oof. the Demon of Pain and Demon Below, which would become the Demon uh, Prince. And then you had the, either before them or after them, you had the Half-Light Spear of the Church. That was after them. Then you had the Dragon, the Dark Eater Madir. And then you had the... He the who shall not be named. Demon. Hmm? All right, he's a he who shall not be named. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about Mandir here in a minute. Uh, so, <laughs> so getting into the Ring City is the yeah, there's two there's two ways to get into the Ring City. Yeah, there's literally get to the end of the game, go to the the kiln of the first flame or whatever, and then once there, there's a secondary bonfire which will take you to the DLC or beat Sister Frida, and then her bonfire would take you straight. So. We we're all at still on our kick of like we knew about i think we knew about the alternate way we're like oh, we're gonna fight all the bosses now this is, this is what we're here to do she i don't like i don't like her boss fight like, it's it's so much she has what three phases she's like she's three or four full boss fights i think she's yeah four. is it four was the initial hallway fight which isn't bad and then but but the, but then you go to this other area like what well, you, you you fall down no it's three because you you have the hallway fight which she's kind of like man and then you have the actual room where you fight her father in the chair sort of and she's then, still active for that fight isn't she not not but, but you get to about half health and then she comes in she comes back That's and right. then you after you beat him, him yeah when you kill him then she she evolves again. Fully heals and goes bonkers. Crazy. Dad, dad is dead. So then you so you fight her. She goes down. You go fight her dad for a minute. He's, he's just a big lumbering thing. Easy. He's, he's, he's still catch you by surprise. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he's he still drops. hit. Isn't there a part of the fight where you fight him at the same time? So you have, yeah, half his health. Half, so his, half his health. Cutscene. She comes back. Like, oh crap, she's not dead. Of course. Yeah. So this fight continues. After already fighting her now, she can. So we, we we kind of glance over the first phase in the hallway with her. Like it's okay, but she does have that that disappearing attack she would do, where she would disappear and then like appear behind you and like nearly kill you instantly. So that was she is dangerous in that first phase, of course. And wasn't fighting. that 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 was where we had the we had to fight during the second phase. We had to fight to make sure that Slave Knight Gale didn't Stay get alive. auto killed. Oh yeah, because he would. But when she would charge up. 
To yeah, him. he would just every time he would go and get himself killed immediately. Yeah, every time. So that's part of the next the phase after that. So when you beat is it like when you beat her dad or kill her dad, she was, gets she mad. Shrieking. And then is that when she explodes or when you kill her that time, she starts glowing again and he kept Gail you, you kept running up to her. Because I don't think you have to kill her, you kill her dad. Yeah. And then he she does the freak out. Yeah, but then she goes into a whole a whole new phase. This is far worse than any of the previous phases. It was like, <laughs> like it's so much worse. And mind you, you have to do all this over again each time you each time you lose any fort. You start at the very beginning and do the entire thing, the entire sequence over again. I couldn't like believe even for Dark Souls, I couldn't believe. I was like, surely this. I mean, there's no checkpoints, and they, they've never existed in this game. There's never, never this this boss needs a checkpoint so bad. Yeah, and we, we did it we, three times. We eventually we got. Persevered. Was this one? Was all this one night? There's no way. I think we had to do her two nights. I think it was over two. I think we did like two, two and sessions one. of fighting her. This rough. Yeah, because she's. What can you say about her? And we have a third. You have a fourth. Like, wait, like, there's three of us, and there's the A. We keep saying the slave, slave Gale. Gale, which is just, he's some story stuff involving him. Yeah. He's mostly a, a mild distraction at best. Oh yeah, he's not. Like, he helped. He. He helped distract her a little bit. You can get around behind her, but that fight, I didn't like. I, I just didn't like. I just didn't like that fight, and that's like the opening fight to the ring. Really, kind of, really, what you have to do. That's, to get the, last, that's the last fight of Arendelle before you even get to the Ring City. Yeah, I don't know if she counts it, but if she counts as which part of the DLC she counts she's, as, she's the boss of Arendelle. Arendelle. Okay. Yeah, the painted world. The painted world. The painted yeah. world. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know about you. Uh, what are y'all? Uh, I didn't like. I didn't like this fight. There wasn't like she wasn't cool, or like there wasn't anything about her. That, like I'm glad I fought this fight because it was interesting. I just did not. I I think I, maybe because it was multi multi tiered. I I don't think this fight had any really redeeming she qualities. Was so aggressive, so aggressive. For such a she was tiny little very woman. angry. She was very yeah. angry. I mean, it we was, didn't murder her father right in front of her. So not at first. That was in the second phase. <laughs> And it's crazy how quickly a fight would turn. Like say there's so like, say if somebody besides sometimes she would just flat out kill the host. And if you don't know Dark Soul, when the host dies, the fight, the game's over. But if she we if all three of us are alive during a phase, if she managed to kill not a host, say say I was the host and she would get like, kill Blake and Blake would drop, she would then quickly rail through Brian and into me. Like it, like the fight would just turn on its head. Like as soon as she didn't have to deal with multiple people. She she just turned it on and it, it was game over. Like she just kind of quickly. It always seemed like if one of us dropped, she was she had she had it in the bag, yes, for sure. Yeah. And it's just like and that comes in the same thing too. With we'll talk about the demon prince here in a second, I guess. But uh, the princes, whatever they were. But that as bad as she was, I don't. Is are the demon princes next? Unless you count the grave tender and the wolf you have, you have they were optional first, though because you do frida first and you sever the ability to pull multiplayer we, we had to do the grave tenders yeah we did that grave tender. yeah he you was, had to do her he paled comparison he paled comparison free, to her though yeah the grave yeah, we didn't like, know it at the time but yeah he did yeah we had no idea what we're getting into so are we done with we're you, done with we got any more thoughts on her we're done with arendale and now no. we have the final game. also wasn't a fan that's all i'll say yeah yeah we so, final DLC, Ring City. Well, yeah, yeah, the Ring City, which is actually broken into two parts. Mm-hmm. You have the Dreg Heap, which we didn't even realize was the whole extra thing. Like, what, like, what is the Dreg Heap? Nothing's mentioned Dreg Heap. 
and it was a whole extra thing that had that's when we fought the angels those uh, things those were, sucked at first but once you figure out once, once you figure out what to do with them they were they weren't that bad in that but area. at first, though, the first one sucks. They they looked, you. but they looked really cool. You're like, yeah, what right. is this deity? Yeah, scary. Yeah. And then there's that whole thing, and then you leads down to that's a, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's another swamp. That's where that's that's where like there's one angel before the swamp. There's one in the swamp, and then there's I think there's, there's one, one more. Fat dudes were that were stupid. T- they just damaged sponges. Remember the fat knights, whatever. With yeah. the holes in their the chest, wings. And getting their armor, and that was like the best armor in the game for me. Oh yeah, those dudes, those dudes, and because you had we had to fight them one at a time. Man, there they were like cool, five though. of them walking around down there. Yeah, they were cool. Though. They would they would they would literally be like the make or break if we did, if we got any more than one at a time, it was a rough run. And they made it to the swamp area. We fought where we fought the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, remember those little bastards? And then that that one thing in the middle, that giant that summoned ghosts. Yeah, he was the same one that you would fight at the start of that DLC when he would summon all those all, all those ghost archers. But right, when he's across oh, that wall. about the ghost. When, when was the ghost yeah. archer thing? There. Is that the beginning of the Ring City? Where was that? Where, where was that at? That's right. Where was the ghost archer? It was the beginning of the Ring City because Arendo was covered in ice. So it was the beginning of the Ring City. Yeah, that was a trip yeah. too. Figuring that out, yeah. Yeah, there's this guy, that big giant guy that rings the bell. And when he rings the bell, all these ghost archers appear. But yet we find and we died a bunch of times. We figured, figured out, out the to, we figured out to run a path. You got to hide behind it. It's it's like it's some of those weird things that like when you first see it, you're like, this is impossible. And then you like, eventually you just kind of figure it out. And it becomes kind of easy and to deal with. There's just a second one down in the so after those five giant knights, and he's out in the, he's just out in the middle, out the open. And then after you beat him, I forgot about this guy, but is he is a boss? He is a boss, but the Iron Dragon Slayer. Armor, yeah. Armored Dragon Slayer. Yeah. I feel like he's a, a one we just kind of handled one night. I mean, he, he, he took a yeah, did. first time over there. I feel, like, I feel like he was one we kind of just... But, I mean, he was still rough. Maybe, but I don't, I don't, he I don't wasn't remember. He wasn't a roadblock, but we beat beat. him all within the, the, a session. Yeah. Yeah, he was tough, but I mean, but I don't think cool he... Armor. Yeah, it was like an advanced version of the Dragon Slayer armor. So where, so where, when do we, when do we hit the princes? At what point do we go? Because after them is Madir. Well, right after them is the princes Half Light. The princes are in the Drag Heap, so we had to go through the Drag Heap in order to get down to the Ring yeah. City. We do see yeah, Madir. Right. So Madir is hound does hound you quite a bit before his actual boss fight. Because you have Madir that half is, boss is fight that, too, huh? What? That half boss fight with him on the cliff. Yeah. So Madeir is a dragon. Uh, we'll talk about it here in a minute. Madeir is the one boss in the whole game we did not beat, but you he does hound you throughout the DLC in different places, and eventually you end up in a fight. It's optional fight with just him by himself. We'll talk about that after the after the princes. I think. As I'll be coming up on them, they're they're a big thing. Yeah, I think the demon princes were technically before them. Yeah, they're they're before the Ring City. Yeah, because you have you okay. have to go through the whole drag heap, and then it leads to the, to the Ring City. Yeah, because the so they're, heap... they're, they're they're before the archers and everything. Yeah, they're before all that. You you leave from their bonfire to the archer bonfire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How many times did we jump down trying to get a falling attack on either one of them, yeah. and it never worked? Nope. So the prince bo- boss fight. Talk about a wall. 
a boss fight for there. It's a wall. You just gotta you gotta divide and conquer. And it, as it turns out, like you said, like a week after we've been beating our heads against that wall, we figured out oh, it matters which one you pull first, and yeah. it turns turns the entire fight on its head when you do that. Yeah. So there's was it when you kill them both, they combine into a you kill one of them. Kill one of them. It's it's like a Ornstein Ornstein and Smaug fight. Kind of well, you kill so, one of them, but whichever one you kill. The one that lives has a different move set. One of them had a just devastating move. And we just couldn't get a handle on. And then, and then one time we fought. We one time we fought. Fought. We had this really easy move. This little laser beam move. Like oh, that's all. I wish we would do that more often. Fought him and fought him and fought him and fought him. And barely every now and then saw the laser move. Like man, we really wish we had that laser move more often. Come to find out, you get either the. What was the other move that was like so the is that the meteor like the, what, the, yeah, like the raining rocks fight, meteor that was, it was a huge AOE attack massive so that was terrible it was up so we got that one all the time just your sheer bad luck but de- but depending on which prince you killed first they the one you got either had the meteor attack the really bad one or the really easy to dodge laser thing so eventually I was just scrolling to the internet trying to like oh my god strategy what's the difference and then you figure out I mean, it's it's so obvious we, we're just we're just too dumb. All, all three of our brains together is still one idiot uh, <laughs> that you kill a certain one and you get a certain one. Like it's, it's not rocket science. And you know, we just figure out which prints we needed to focus on first. And then we continually got the one with the laser beam. Now that did change that we did eventually win. This is, but after fighting so, so, so many times, yeah. just the pure, the struggle against this boss. And again, this was another, I think this was another one maybe even more than the more than Freda where we were sitting there like one night doing it and we're like this might be it i mean a few times like <laughs> we, for, we made for, it so close but we may have to quit yeah we got in Freda we were like like for Freda i thought we were we were consistently getting to the, her final phase and it kind of like kind of came together she was really hard but i don't think we ever had a inkling of quitting on her but when we got to the, the princes the princes was another time we we're just like this is i'm not sure i don't i don't know if we can do this and we did have <laughs> I we may not if, be skilled enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we meant we do because this is part of we do stream all of this, and we did have our uh, our buddy in there always cheering us on. Killer, killer. Yeah. What's 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 his full tag? It's like killer I, one two three four five. Six. I hate to not know his whole tag to call call him out on on here because I, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. Was that the other night we were playing playing something else and we were talking? He was in the chat and we said something about a podcast. He's like. You guys have a podcast? Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, man, this is the, the whole point of this is it's, it's attached to the main the main podcast thing. That's pretty funny. So, uh, Killer, if, if you're listening, we appreciate you spending time with us for all our. You've been a. I think he's been for all of uh, all through Dark Souls. Did he do a bit of? Was he there for Blood? Back for Blood? I don't remember. Maybe. Ooh, we came in from. I think he came in Dark Souls. Maybe, maybe Dark Souls, and he's kind of. So. And, and he's still showing up. He's. I mean, Dark. Souls he's still checking is, in. Yeah. Still checking in, seeing how things are going. Every every time we, yes, we do appreciate our one a one guy that always shows up, but he is our one consistent voice of cheering us on to get through, get through the stuff. Because he watched a couple of a couple of sessions of uh, the princes and then other various things. But he was always like, "You can do it, guys. You can do this." He, he really rooted us on for Madeir when I, we just yeah. couldn't beat. He really wanted us to get through Madeir. Well, I mean, he said he, he had made it through Madeir. I'm like, okay, don't rub it on in. On his own, I think. Yeah, I think he soloed him. Like, yeah, well, he you've got more skills than we do. 
Yeah, I think um, I think he played on PlayStation or something, so we couldn't we couldn't pull him in to like help us or anything like that. But uh, we did eventually. Like I said we did eventually get all three and three times, mind you, three times beat the princes, get through that nightmare, and then we go down into the Ring City, which is the invisible, not the invisible, the ghost archers and all kinds of other crazy ghost archers, the Iron Dragon Slayer, mm-hmm. the Madeir Half Fight. So you do. So he does. Couple of times, is it the one place where he's breathing fire on you? Is that just the one place on that, that cliff? Yeah, where you have to run through. Because after you run across the bridge, you fight your way through like that half hearted like, mausoleum, mm-hmm. and then you fight him on the bridge, and then. And then you, on the cliff, and on the cliff, the uh, where he's hanging on the side of the cliff. Yeah, that cliff. Yeah. yeah. He, killed, he killed us a couple of times there, and he's not, he's not even a full fledged boss right there. He's just hanging on the side of a cliff, and he's breathing fire and swiping at you. Little did we know we're just getting into something much worse later. Yeah, seriously. So little did we work? know that every instance is just run away. Run away from Madeir. Don't don't just try. So between him messing with us, is there anything else between his his side fight and then the final fight of the DLC? You have am I forgetting anybody? No, it, it's in Madeir it is optional. So we'll, we'll, so we'll talk about Madeira. And we are blazing through this really fast because we we still want to talk about all the intricacies of the areas and all the maps and stuff. I feel like people mostly talk about bosses and stuff. Like we hear we hear about Elden Ring, people are just talking about the Elden Ring bosses. Not like, oh man, there's this really cool room, and mimics are creepy, and they only got Brian once or twice. Yeah, there's plenty of other adventures. I never got the helmet of avarice. Y'all I mean, never, never, never got never got his avarice. Symbol the symbol of avarice. of avarice. But if you want to, like, you know, I was just at the beginning. If you want to be a part of all these other adventures, you just follow our Twitch channel. We're still streaming. We're going to keep streaming uh, other games and stuff like that. Of course, I'll mention that again on the end. But uh, if you want to hear see all the in between the bosses and other other games we're playing, uh, just come come hang out with us and watch that stuff. Madeir. The boss that got away. Totally, definitely. The uh, boss that let us go away. Yeah, the boss that let us get away. What do you say about this guy? Like, he was, there was never a fight with him. We talked about earlier, like, other bite, we, we get to, like, a, at least a certain bar, a, bit, a bit of health, and you kind of get a feeling like, I think, I think we can, a bit more of a push, stay alive a little bit longer, and we can do this. I don't think we ever saw Madeira at half health. No, exactly. That's what I was thinking. We we One never even I was soloing. Y'all both of course, we had both died, and you had your swing your real tree trunk around. But other than that, I don't I don't know his aggression, his move set, everything about him is so intense at all times. There was nowhere safe. Like I could never figure out, and I'm sure there is, but there was nowhere. It just when I thought I found the spot to stand or the <laughs> spot to hide during attack. All of a sudden, I got wrecked, and I, I never had that moment of clarity where it yeah. came in where I'm like, "Oh, if I could just be better at this move, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be all right." And I never yeah. had that. Well, because when he his flames had so much reach in between his legs and crap, like you could run all the way to the end of his tail when he would like rear up and breathe down, and it would yeah. just cover so much area. And if you wanted to literally pick a direction and sprint out of it. Yeah, you wouldn't take any damage, but you'd be so far away from him. That by the time you turned around, yeah, he would jump and fly away. And it was just yeah. Oh my you God. could run forever. The problem was taking him down, like taking meaningful damage. Yeah, because apparently he's resistant to everything we had. 
everything. He's resistant. I think all you, things. Brian, you tried a sword. Something you read online claimed that he was weak to a sword that you had. And it uh, it was like a joke to us. I was like somebody was trolling us or something. What was that it's sword? It was the Black Knight sword. Black Knight Black, Black Knight stuff deals more damage. Black Knight weapons. So there's a Black Knight sword and a Black Knight axe. I think you had the sword. Yeah, sword, sword axe, great sword, great axe, and a spear pipe. So it says claim somewhere on the internet that like Madeir is weak against Black Knight weapons. I I don't know. It didn't it, seem to bother him much. Trained for like the entire week. Trying, trying to trying to level yeah. that sword up and everything. Yeah, but we had we had already tried, you know, poison, toxic, bleed. We'd already tried everything, everything. and it didn't yeah. seem like it was working anyway. So we're like, well, let's try this, and it didn't work either. Yeah, he was resistant to everything I had because I had a my fire claymore and I had a I had a, a backup. I had a lightning I had a lightning sword, which every every other dragon in the game, most dragons have an inherent weakness to lightning. Madeir was not bothered by it. Uh, he didn't seem to care at all. Uh, resistant to fire, I think even resistant to lightning. So my my main attack, my main source of ability, uh, was worthless. I even tried moments where I would cycle through all my pyromancies and try throwing pyromancy at him, and he was like, "I don't care about this. What are you doing?" Yeah, he was he supposed just, to be weak to mercury and lightning, and we tried like everything what's, lightning. What's, mer what's mercury? I don't even know. That's just what's listed on the wiki. I I do remember reading that. I don't even know what that is. You mean miracles? Miracle? Oh. That's no, listed as Mercury. What the hell is Mercury? I don't, I don't know. know. But we tried, I remember trying the every, lightning sword so much, just trying to, yeah, I made like four lightning weapons, never had an effect that I could see. And we gave up, we just gave up on him. It was just too disheartening. We fought him maybe two nights. It was a lot. And then the end of the, and we're talking no, no progress, no, no, nobody came close and, like if one of us managed to beat him, we may have persevered and kept on pushing. No. And we didn't like to like not not beat him. <laughs> it sucks. Like I kind of, but it's the fight was so bad. Like even think about right now. Okay, maybe in the back of my mind, I'm like, dang, I wish we, I wish we did it. But when I really think about how tough that was, I, I have no regrets. Real most, I mean, God, ninety nine percent no regrets of just. It wasn't God. It just I don't know. Maybe the euphoria of beating him would have made it all worth it, but, but then I don't know. I've never fought life. anything like that. Like I did, like I, <laughs> it was just the intensity of that fight and the aggression of something. Things like you fight dragons and all the. He's not even the first, only dragon you fight in Dark Souls Three. I don't think it's the only dragon. The only dragon you really fight in Dark Souls Three. There's other ones like you, you shot arrows at, like stationary dragons that just hang out and blow fire. There was one on the side of a on the side of a. Uh, was that him? That was him in the distance. That was him, yeah. That would have been him, yeah. That was Madeir in the distance. Where we just ran through. We yeah. thought he was small, and then he got Well, big. what's the one that landed on us when we were uh, right after? Was that, that might have been him right after the right after the uh, the ghost arrows. You come on the back of that thing, and you run up that that hill in the back. That that was just him. That was just Madeir again, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, that, that, dude, that dude hounds you. Yeah, he's the only dragon you find in the game next to Orseus. Orseus, yeah. I don't think there is another because they're talking about the dragons are going going extinct and that they're some of the like, yeah. he's the last. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. And then after that, the final fight, he's rough too. Yeah. We kind of got him figured out though. What's his name? Uh Sleeve Knight Gale. Oh, is that the oh that's is that Gale? Gale? Gale from earlier? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're I mean, not following the story too much of what's going on. Like, if anybody knows Dark Souls, they know it's kind of convoluted and hard to follow. We don't know who we're fighting or why we're fighting them. 
Or just they just need to die. They just need to die. But, well, Slave Night Gale, the whole point of that story was that was like a meeting for all the kings. Mm-hmm. And he showed up and killed all the kings. Hmm. Good job, Gale. And then went mad. So the, the, it, everyone goes mad in Dark Souls. There's never yeah. a happy ending for any of the no. NPCs. He, so he's a, what, a two phased boss, maybe? Kind of. Yeah. Well, I don't think he, he does he heal? He uh, does, doesn't he? Doesn't he, he heal up? The first fight's not so bad, but he he kind of powers up with. Uh, he's got he's got three phases. Three phases? I think he's three. I remember. I remember two. I remember like he's pretty aggressive. It's right away, and then like he you knock him down, and he kind of just like I forget what power he pulls into himself, and he's well, well after that's also the the half light spear of the church, and then you make it down to Madeir. And then you make it to Gale. We didn't really make. We we talked about it earlier, but yeah. Okay. I'm looking to see how many phases he got. He wasn't. He's somebody who like. Um, he just have three phases. Does have three? So he's somebody who like we may have come off a night, like we came out of a night of fighting Madeir and then went to Gale and then Gale kind of put it put us put us in our place that night. Kind of really ended the night on a sour note. I'm pretty sure. I feel like Gale. We're like okay, like. Gail like wiped us like two or three times. We're like, hey, this is the end. Of, this is the end of this night. I think we got to put this stuff down. Yeah. And, and uh, but I feel like when we the memory serves, we came back to a bit of a struggle, but then kind of started, kind of started handling him a bit because he is not as nowhere near as powerful or, or aggressive as Madeira was. You got the full three phases. He's pretty normal in the first phase. He's kind of just a guy with a sword. Yeah, so it's like the, the first phase. He's just kind of normal. Then it says the second phase, he actually goes hollow, mm-hmm. which allows him to start using dark magic. Yeah. And then in the third phase, he starts doing the, uh, the quote is a plunging stab without any comboing beforehand where he has more airtime than any basketball player known to man. <laughs> which would also bring lightning with him. No, was it lightning? It was the, um, the holy boomerang. He would throw those out, and they, but he would throw out a couple of them, and they would come back. He yeah, would dodge yeah. them, and then his cloak would a- act as an extension of his blade, his little red scarf. I remember that. And well, he he also had that. What was it lightning? Where it had the circles that would pop up on the ground. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he covered everywhere, and you had to dodge those. Yeah, the it's like, it was like it was like a passive, like some passive AOE that was just going off on, on its own. Yeah, yeah. But that was like the lightning was the least dangerous thing because you could just kind of you could see it coming. Yeah. yeah, it was just meant to throw off your timing or whatever. Yeah. Again, I think he more or less boiled down to just paying attention. Yeah. A lot of his yeah. stuff kind of boiled down to just kind of paying he attention. Switch gears and yeah. We'll go in there with like you're like, oh, he's definitely gonna be throwing lightning. So you put your lightning ring on, augment your armor a little bit, and have some mm-hmm. defense. And we ended up beating him. Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, we beat the hardest, the you know, the hardest fights in the game with him and Frida, and then we then we were like, oh yeah, we have the actual final boss. Oh, I forgot. We're talking here. I already forgot we didn't go back to the final boss. And then we we wrecked that poor dude. Yeah, he, so that was bad. Yeah, it was so bad. So we, we yeah, we finished the DLC and we, we, we go we go back and the only thing left is the final Lord the Lord what's his name Lord of Cinder the Lord of Cinder, and in terms of bosses, he's just a. <laughs> We beat him so fast one of the times that he we didn't actually make to his like third phase. Yeah, yeah, just 
Oh my god, it's like a redhead stepchild. Well, I was a drunk of, stepdad, of, and it was redhead stepchild. Speaking of beating a uh, uh, Gale, I don't know if, if we miss. We always kind of thought we missed something. When you, when you beat Gale, the the game just kind of peters out, like nothing happens. Remember that? Oh yeah, There's yeah. Like, you just nothing, left nothing, there. Nothing happens. We're like, is we're supposed to do something? It's such a weird. I, I still wonder if we like miss something there to pick up something or touch something. The game just like peters out, and nothing happens when you beat Gale. Very strange, but then we got to go back to the uh, the main game and fight the boss, and everybody got their own little whatever endings they got. But uh, and I still got glitched. Yeah, I've, be, I've beaten the game twice, and I don't have any of the ending achievements. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand what's going on. You won't game. get the whole one K for that anyway. So it's no. manageable. The final boss, I don't remember him being. I mean, I think it's like a one night. Like he was like he didn't have the he he didn't even take the whole session. We literally it, in the no. same stream. Jump from Dark Souls into Ninja Turtles. Yep, sure did. We had beat him so fast. Oh, did we? Was it that quick? Mm-hmm. Yep. session was too quick. Yeah. And then we, we made it like halfway through our first run of Ninja Turtles that night. Yeah. Went to like seven episodes or whatever they called it. <laughs> I think he was pretty similar. I think, like, if you think about the other final bosses of Dark Souls 2 and 1, it's kind of a similar It's a kind of a guy. Like, you always kind of fight this Lord of Cinder because he's like always the final boss of these games. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a similar kind of looking and kind of the way you have you had yeah Lord Cinder the first whatever Lord of the first Cinder Lord of the first flame or something and then like I think in Dark Souls two is or maybe it's one is you fight Lord Gwyn with Dark Souls one Dark Souls one yeah 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 and then I don't, I don't remember I just don't remember two that much <laughs> well maybe maybe we'll play for that one at some point it's because uh, Miyazaki was on Bloodborne yeah. We, I guess that's I mean that's that's a what a, what a two hour crash course of our Dark Souls journey, our, our Dark Souls three journey, and uh, Brian's first real foray all the way through a Souls game. Not you, for sure. And if I hadn't been carried, I would not have made it. <laughs> Firm believer in that. Nothing wrong with that. Are you? Uh, can you say you're officially a Dark Souls fan now? Oh, hundred percent. Really pulls yeah. you in and kind of. The world and stuff like that. I say the story's kind of hard to follow. Of course, we didn't. We we don't know we follow. We were watching the cutscenes. We're like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a good. It's just a good time. We, well, it's uh, just something different when when you put in that much effort and that much work. And like you said, you have to get better. Like you know, you know it's possible, and you see all these people doing it. And you're just like, no, nah, I just got to keep trying, and eventually I'm going to get there, or I'm not. And you got to be okay with that. And <laughs> you can't get hung up on it. You know. Yeah. I always tell players, but when I talk to folks who haven't played before, I couple guys at work and stuff like that. It's literally the guy playing like Elden Ring. He's like, it's too hard. I was like, the number one thing I always tell people when it comes to playing Dark Souls, and I had to learn the lesson too, was you got to not care. Like when you're you're, you're going to die, like you're not going to be. It's rare that you see people who not everybody puts on a hooks up a DDR Dance Dance Revolution pad to a PlayStation and like dances through dark souls that's rare that's not like because because it exists on the internet doesn't mean it's everybody like you're going to die just accept the death accept that you're going to lose souls because like when we first played dark souls back in the day we were held our souls were so precious it makes you so you're so nervous to walk around a corner and like drop a drop two thousand souls when it's meaningless in the scheme of things like, oh, yeah. like, like by the end of how many dark times souls... do we drop 100 200 000 souls in dark souls 3 we're just like oh well I, I dropped a crap ton in a in, in the painted world. Remember up in the mountains, I Ooh, dropped. You were never huge. like, oh well. Were you like, oh, I just lost. But I dropped enough. But hundred 
thousands. Yeah, but it, like it, it was so much. Yeah. It, it was so much though. Like it wasn't even a level up. And you're like, there's always more souls and stuff like that. So you yeah. just kind of like, so let's always tell folks when you if you if you if this talk made it sound like you like maybe I'll try Dark Souls. Finally, these guys seem like they enjoyed it. Just accept death. It's just, I mean, it's it's almost it's like a cliche or a joke in the Dark Souls world. You're going to die. Blah blah blah. You just have to just don't be precious about dying and losing your souls and stuff like that. My best advice for anybody. Your advice, your advice can be better than my advice. No, the best advice I can give somebody besides not being precious with your souls is play five, 10 hours somewhere. Just kind of like over a weekend, just play it. Doesn't matter. Play it, die, get mad, restart. Start over. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Just re we did that in Dark Souls, Dark Souls one. Get familiar with the earlier levels, and then when you restart and you take that knowledge is power. A lot of a lot of knowledge is power in Dark Souls when you know a lot of yeah. things and you're going back through it. And like even for like Brian, like that knowledge kind of carries over between games. Like me and Blake didn't have between Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three were different experiences for us between our, our original experience of dark souls one and maybe in demon souls is nothing compared to like what you experience later. Cause that all that stuff, that knowledge and the mechanics kind of transfer across. And even in, even as, as what I gather, even into Elden ring, which is realistically, it's just dark souls four. Oh, yeah. um, knowledge. And like I said, that, that knowledge, like Blake said, if you play for a kind of a rough five or 10 hours, like this is really hard, blah, blah, restart. And your knowledge will give you a fresh bit of confidence when the earlier parts are like, this is actually not as hard as I thought it was. I feel like it'll give you a boost of confidence to persevere past where you may have been, have been stuck and before. Also, you give you a better way of how you want to build your character. You're like, oh, yeah, I wasn't build. using this skill. I wasn't using this. Let me, yeah, because you kind of want everything. And you're like, no, it's not. Yeah, you can't focus. do. Yeah, you can't do everything. You 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 know, with a character, you can't do nothing when you're trying to do everything. Yeah, and knowledge is power. G.I. Joe, real the oh. <laughs> It's probably copyright. After this, like uh, I mean, they mentioned it for a moment. We did kind of we, we, this ain't that we'll, we'll do a separate episode. We did from this. We did roll into. We wanted a palate cleanser, something easy and kind of lighthearted. We did roll right into a Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, which we beat, which we beat in like two nights. Oh yeah, super easy. So, th- so that's going to be so. We're, and then we ran into a. From that, we kind of rolled into another game which brian made us buy the best game on earth is what i've heard it described as <laughs> so we rolled right out of ninja turtles into another game called the, the hunt so just so people know i kind of want uh we'll probably do another episode of this in a couple episodes we're going to put tur- the turtles episode and the hunt probably together because one turtles is so short uh two the hunt we quit playing <laughs> so <laughs> We might, we might I had such on. high hopes, man. I had yeah, such yeah. high so hopes. We'll we'll talk about the pros and cons of, of the hunt when we had the episode. We'll put that together. Uh am I missing anything after that? Did we go from the hunt straight into Anthem? I don't remember. Am I forgetting anything? It was like the next uh we took we 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 took time to figure out what we wanted to play and it was a toss-up. Because we just wanted something to hold over until Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise comes out. Yeah. That'll be that will be the next thing we so, play. So that episode the we'll, we'll do the We'll do Turtles slash the Hunt. Then we'll do an Anthem episode eventually when we beat Anthem. Hey, we've again. only got one more mission on Anthem. The Anthem should be done. So if you're if you're keeping up with the podcast and you, we really like people to come to our streams. We could have used more folks at our streams just to talk to us out of the the boredom wave. We kind of been kind of pushing our way through Anthem, and we went into I went into Anthem with at least a little bit of 
an open mind. And they, uh, they, they've disavowed me of that. Hope. Yeah. They closed my mind up pretty good. about. But that. we can still appreciate the things that are good about yeah. Anthem. It hasn't yeah. blinded us completely. Yeah. So we'll talk, we'll talk more about that. You know, who knows when we'll do that. When I, we, we, we're doing dark souls right now, we'll do turtles slash the hunt in a four or five episodes, maybe. So we're going to work our way up to it, to eventually getting to, uh, to monster hunter rise. So anyway, uh, that's really, I think that's what I kind of got. Like I said, so we don't want to go all the way deep into the whole world of Dark Souls, but that's how our experience of the bosses and the levels and stuff like that. Either one of you guys got anything, any more, any kind of other thoughts to share about your experience with Dark Souls three? No, no, I think I'm okay. I enjoyed it. And it, they got a, they got another person addicted. That game definitely got, uh, I still have Elden Ring installed on my PlayStation. Only reason I don't play it all the time is because I'm waiting until we all play it. <laughs> That's the only yeah. reason I'm holding off now. When, when we all play it, are you going to restart? Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of, I kind of have to. The only yeah. thing we're waiting on for Elden Ring is uh, I kind of want to play a complete edition. I, yeah. want, I want it once to be. Complete, uh, the, yeah. Right. Once, it, once all the DLC, they've already announced they have some expansion coming. I bet that they, they might do one because I From think software, they they're only doing one though, right? One bit, one big one, probably. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would assume. So with that, so they, other, they've other never done more than two, I don't think. Yeah, and they tend to be pretty. Dark Souls Two didn't have any DLC, I don't think. Yeah, it did. Did it? It had one, I think. I don't, I don't remember. I swear it had one at near the end. Dark Souls One had Dark Souls One was weird. We'll talk about that another time. But Dark Souls One had one, one piece of DLC which was technically cut content that they decided to put back into the game. Right. <laughs> Kind of changed some cool stuff in there. It's a really cool DLC for that one, but I forgot what I was saying. But that, that's pretty. Scholar much. of the First Sin, Dark Souls Two. They had one, one DLC. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we will bother with that one. Well, my last thought for Dark Souls: you talk about it being addicting and kind of making you a fan and stuff like that. It is the one, one of the few games that, uh, when I turn it off, like the next day, I'm still kind of thinking about. Sometimes thinking about the things I did wrong, thinking about the things that I want to do the next time, like really like like you or Blake would be like on the internet, and I try to figure out figure out something else. Not too many games have me like poking at them when I'm not playing them, mm-hmm. and the Dark yeah. Souls will will do that to you. Like you're really kind of thinking about it in the background. I did it a bit, not related at all, but I was when I was playing Death Stranding, I was always had Death Stranding in the back of my mind, trying to think about that next that next path I wanted to try in that game. Yeah. Not the same as Dark Souls, but it's just those games you have this itching in the back of your brain that keep you want to come back for more. We were always, and that was time we haven't. I want to get back to that, but I'm never like ever since we hadn't done Dark Souls, I've not been like itching to jump back into something. I wasn't like ready to jump back into Turtles or the Hunt. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not excited to jump back into Anthem. I was always no. every night. Every <laughs> night we sat down to Dark Souls. I was just ready. I was like, yeah, let's do some more Dark Souls. I want to do the next thing. It was just. It was. It was. It was fun to like to look forward. To look forward to playing it. I do kind of look forward to Monster Hunter a bit, but really, maybe I'm just looking forward to the next time we play another Dark Souls game. Who knows? You see, there's Bloodborne, <laughs> Dark Souls 2, Dark trying, Souls 1, Dark Souls 1 I'm Remastered. Not, from here on out, I'm it's a doing, Souls-like okay. podcast. Maybe. I'm not doing, I've already told Brian, we talked about Brian in passing, I'm not doing Bloodborne again. Even to play with him, I'm not doing Bloodborne again. What if again. you take your, your fully upgraded character into his... It might not matter that game's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no more Blood... Now, if, if, if the rumors of Bloodborne 2 are true, we will torture myself with it. We'll, we'll do Bloodborne 2 together. We'll help you get that platinum. 
There, there we go. Yeah. Out of sheer out spite. Of spite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. If everybody's pretty happy with how things turned yeah. out here, we put that our pretty good experience. If you want to, um, we'll wrap. I said we'll wrap up here by saying if you want to be a part of this whole thing here and kind of see the adventures as they play out, if you can follow us at twitch.tv forward slash two spooky controllers. We don't have a schedule per se for that because we just have lives, kids, and families. So we try to at least, I think we're pretty good at one night a week, probably one good, and, and, and they're the same night normally, but at least one night a week, we do try to get on and, and play a couple hours of whatever game we're working on. So you can count on us to be there. And we do cycle whoever's, we got, everybody's got cameras. We only do, when we show one of our faces one a night. If we, showed, if we showed all our faces, people would definitely would not show up. So we try to do one face a night to not scare everybody away. You have a a baby and then two Yetis. <laughs> You're the clean shaven one. I, I got some scruff. I mean, I'm in full winter a- mode right now. I, yeah, I'm, I look like the brawny man at this point. I just got about a month left in it. Don't worry. <laughs> It's that winter growth. That's right. Roger, you still got, you still got color at your age. Yeah, I know, right? You see nice, the you see the just a silver on the side there. That's not bad though. All right. Well, with that, we're gonna let you guys go, and we'll catch you. I mean, not this. This is this is our session this week, I guess. But we'll catch us. Uh, follow us on the social media. I didn't do it on the front. I'll do it here. I don't. I don't do it all, but just follow. You search for the podcast name on the social medias. I do Facebook and Twitter and all that all that bull crap. I do all that when we're going to go live on a, uh, on a, on a Twitch. So just follow us and, you know, come to those and hang out and tell us how bad we are at video games. We don't, we don't mind hearing it because we are well aware how bad we are at video games. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Uh, Mike, you, I guess you can do your normal. Brian, I ain't got to sign off. Brian, I have to sign off. You have the only sign off that we know. So, Hey, but I forgot last oh, time. Yeah, so this time, I, I, thanks for including me for bringing me in for this. Oh, I'm yeah, really enjoying sure. it, and I appreciate uh, getting to getting to do the podcast in addition to just playing that games and hanging out. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We uh, what we realized in the past how long we've been playing games now, maybe the past year or so, yeah. that we should have been playing playing games with Brian for the past 15 years or so. Probably, <laughs> I don't even know how we even stumbled into doing it. How did we stumble into this? We hung All out. Right. For the first yeah. time in like fifteen years, yeah, that, guess, that's the, that was the key. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I, I, I don't I don't even remember how it how it started, but then we just started. Th- oh, I guess it was the podcast. You got talking to us through the podcast. I guess so. I guess that's one good. Yeah, thing I bet podcast, that. Yeah, so. you're right. Yeah, you, so you started talking to us through the podcast. Yeah, we hung out the one time. Y'all mentioned the podcast. I started listening from then on out. Yeah, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all worked out. We have we have a lot of fun. It's cool to have it. It's nice having another uh, a, a gaming partner of relatively equal skill and have to have an extra person to play with and expand because me and Blake were streaming on just the two of us and we're not very interesting at, you know about as interesting interesting as the podcast normally if you had a third voice adds a bit of a dynamic to the whole thing and I think <laughs> sounds pretty good to me definitely but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we ramble on blowing smoke up all each other's butts any longer we'll wrap this up guys uh, thanks for listening we will catch you again pretty soon and come uh, watch our Anthem stream. Come watch the glorious end of whatever the hell is going on in Anthem. Nobody knows, really. It's the same thing over and over, though. <laughs> and uh, I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night. <laughs>